Are you out of your mind? Here's the debate. You're upset. They're saying we believe you. This is I thought. All right, episode number 165 today with Adam Sauce, Vinny Oshana, and Jedediah Bila. We got a lot of things to cover. Mm -hmm. We got an announcement today. I got to tell you guys what this backpack is. Shout out to Scott Rodriguez, American Cuban entrepreneur. Some may call uh, it a satchel. But but it's not a satchel. But I got to tell you what's special about this. And he sent it to me. It's a great, great story. I'll tell you guys here at the end of it. And he's, a, he's part of the membership, by the way. He's part of the PBD Podcast membership, which is great. But we got a lot of stories. We got a lot of stories to get into. Interest rates went up three quarters of a point, which we'll talk about what that really means. 30-year mortgage rates are officially 6.28. Uh, hopefully, if you did a refinance, was last year. Amazon's going to start sending drones. Vinny's concerned about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Biden's telling oil companies and letter well above normal refinery profit margins are not acceptable. Elon Musk is expected to reiterate desire to own Twitter in meeting Tuesday. Bitcoin's crashing a ton. Uh, Coinbase lays off 18% of people. Elon Musk says he would publicly vote for Ron DeSantis. And when Ron was asked about it, he said he will always gladly support the vote of an African-American. And so people funny. hated it. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. we got a lot of things to cover. And uh, we got a special announcement at the end to make with Vinny as well. So how you guys doing? How you feeling? Fucking fantastic. I mean, yes. We got the New Yorkers over here. Yes. Just all tough guys. You guys look like you guys are about to sell stock. You, oh, you, you guys, guys are, are dressed problem. nice and financial. You guys are closing deals. We're about to go whack somebody. That's <laughs> <laughs> so we the problem. We're making jokes and they're making money. Exactly. So, That's the problem. <laughs> like, what's a, I, but we got to bring it. We got to bring it to the middle because, uh, you know, I was saying uh, when I was off the camera, these rich people are starting to really piss me I'm, off. They're because so annoying. I think they're, lo- they're, they're losing being, you know, touch with reality, right? 100%. Like They're like, oh, we get it. Inflation. We got to work bothering with those guys. Yeah, we got to work. Jedediah, first week, three episodes. Yeah. How you feeling? Oh, we had a blast. Yeah? Tyler knows. He knows what's up. We had an absolute blast. Honestly, like, we rolled out. We're doing, like, a lot of hot topics. We're going to be pulling guests. But it's it's so much fun. First time ever of just having a mic, just being able to go. It's amazing. Yeah, Everyone that, in the so crew. Dope. That was in my that question room. for you because yeah. everything I've ever seen you do is a panel group. Oh yeah. Now you're just solo, Mike. Here's my mother thoughts. Like, <laughs> That's it. How does it I feel? I just, you know what? I feel like so unfiltered and just like I, I feel like a dog has been take take that muzzle off and they're just like Rrr. a fifteen thousand dollar dog by any chance? Or? <laughs> Listen, we did we did a fun story with that. Tyler knows we did a fun story about the man. You guys have to go and check out some of the clips on the show about the man who became a dog. Fifteen k. Would you spend fifteen thousand dollars to fulfill a fantasy? Listen, we all have things we like. To be a dog or to buy a he, dog? No, to he, be he bought a dog costume he gets in the costume and he acts out scenes like oh, he's a dog he heals he is this he, like an adult film guy or what's what's what, is, there, uh, what, is there a twist to this story or no I, I think there's some type of fetish going on there. I've met a lot of weird fetishes. This is a very yeah. unique one. I've not heard this one before. So listen, everyone, if you see me show up and I'm mm-hmm. in a cat costume one day, don't be surprised. I'm oh, just God. trying to Where it got fantasy, started. The inspiration you know? came here from this well, man. Look at that. I'm going like to join you in a cat costume. Facts. Listen, I <laughs> say. Me and you. We're going to be purring around, just licking. This is what should happen. Adam, you and I show up. Vinny, you can do it too. Okay. We all come in cat costumes to the PBD podcast. We don't tell Pat. <laughs> oh, my. I would love. First of all, that would be great. Yeah. So you, I don't like surprises. That surprise, I will That's receive. Great. So I just want you to know, I'm, right. re- I'm prepared for it. But by the way, yeah. my dad. So he just found out about your show three yeah. days ago. 
Okay, so he didn't know last week. He he wasn't subscribed to your channel, so he subscribed. Next thing you know, he's watching it back to back to back. <laughs> yeah. He says, "I am in love with this lady. I'm so in love with her approach. What she's saying, she's such a badass. So my next time you see my dad, mm-hmm. he's gonna be a little bit starstruck because he's in it. love with you. So I love it. Shout out to Gabriel. Okay. Gabriel, who's, yeah. I, gotta, I, gotta give, I gotta give a shout out to you. We're speaking yeah. of dogs, cats dressing yeah. up. By the way, I'm totally 100 percent in yeah. on that. But you saved someone's life yesterday. Oh, Jimbo. Straight up. Holy yeah. moly. Talk about being a hero. Uh, not talk not about only, being a hero. Let me, I'm well, working out yesterday, yeah. and it's me and E. Shout out to E, the trainer. And I'm looking outside. I'm saying, E, he's trying to jump to the next <laughs> door neighbor's backyard. <laughs> oh, my and God. And he jumps. I'm like, this guy's not going to make it because my dad put a new fence. So he jumps. I'm like, he must have fallen. So we run outside. We're like, no, this guy's in the intercoastal. Fell in the intercoastal. Anyways, oh I had to jump and go get him. I had to jump in. I got all these seashells bleeding all over like the, the place. I'm in. In the intercoastal, thinking if this blood, you know, you're thinking jaws, sharks yeah. are showing up, alligators are showing up. But uh, no, we were safe. We brought him out. And something tells me Jimbo will never go in that corner <laughs> ever again. Not, man. Never again. And the only thing that bothers me about yeah. dogs, oh, the only thing, you did all that, Pat. You bleeding, your clothes, your jewelry could have fell off. Your, your friend had to help you. Dogs never just take a moment and go. Thanks. They just go on. He just goes and eats. Go and Let me tell you, though, this, this guy, Jimbo has been the greatest therapist I've hired <laughs> in my true. life. <laughs> Hasn't charged me a penny. I would come home. When you're building a company, it's a lot of pressure. I'd yeah. come home. It's midnight. He's sitting on the couch right next to me, and I'm just, like, frustrated, and he's just listening. Doesn't say nothing, and then I go to sleep. So, Jimbo, <laughs> shout out to you for Jimbo. the greatest <laughs> therapist in the world. And you've, right? had, you've had him and, my life. and Cooch for 13 years? 13 years. Wow. Yeah. Tw- they're, yeah. they're, they're twins, brothers. What yeah. Yeah. They're twins. Yeah. It's a May, of, say- May of 2009. Uh, Marlene Del Toro Gaetan mm-hmm. is who Marlene. said these two dogs. I said, let me have them for one night. That was it. And that, that one night it. turned into Finished. 13 years. Finished. She's yeah. a great, great. salesperson. And cats, he saved cats Jimbo's life. Different. You ever have a cat? Oh, yeah. Cats are a little bit different. Oh, yeah. but cats you gotta, can turn on you. But you got to realize, you I love cats. I had cats my whole life. My yeah. parents have cats, but, and I love cats because they're independent. They're like mm-hmm. me. They're like, come at me when I'm ready. When I'm not ready, go away. I'm kind of like that. I get it. We understand each other, but cats can turn on you. Dogs are much more appreciative, yeah, I feel. That's a good point. But if you're going to get cats, get two. Oh, yeah, of course. Just get a buy one, get one. That's how it works. It's <laughs> easier one, that. I'm just letting you know. That's quick, how I get mine. Quick question. But you could go yeah. on vacation for how long and leave them food? How long can the cats do oh, their thing? Oh, I do my thing. Every like, weekend, I, I would just leave just them. Gone. Okay. Three days. You, I, the, my whole thing with dogs, yeah. and, and this is what happens. Now we're going to a whole animal segment Whatever. right now. Is You don't have no idea. Like in, in Miami, group, I'm on a boat. We're on a yacht. We're having fun. And, yeah. and a girl will be like, I, I got to go. I got to go walk my dog. It's like, yeah. we're on a freaking yacht yeah. in the middle Come of the on. ocean. Yeah. And Sarah over here needs to leave the whole party go walk her dog. Come on, Sarah. I never have to do that with a cat. It's always can, a Sarah. Can, That's what you got to do. Can we make a shirt for Adam to say, I'm a cat guy? Can we make <laughs> yes. like cat That's amazing. I think we need, to, we need to put some kind of, because mm-hmm. he loves telling everybody. He's so proud of it. It's like. I love my cats. Com- I actually don't like general cats. Really? Like, yeah, my cats. In the exactly. streets, you don't go on pedal. I give my how you doing? Just a heads up, like <laughs> part of the cat but, yeah. Okay, but all by right. the way, congrats on shaving, uh, saving Jimbo's life. Yeah. Not all heroes wear capes, Pat. Some wear satchels. Well, hey, yeah. Yeah. and you're well. getting some love. Apparently, officially, you are the David David Hasselhoff of Miami. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not gonna take that. One. Wow. No. Although I will tell you, living in Germany in the 80s and 90s, late 80s. David Hasselhoff was God. Oh, yeah. Let me yeah. tell you. Oh, yeah. He was God. He had a song, the Bay. I mean, he yeah. was just all over the place. Yep. Can you name three names of the actors on Baywatch? I'll give you, if you can name 
Pamela Anderson. Four. Give Pam- me four names. Pamela Anderson. Okay. Easy. David Hasselhoff. Give David- me two more. Yasmin Yasmin Bleed. Bleed. Yasmin okay. Bleed. One more. I knew you were getting that one out. Oh, shit. Yasmin. I knew you were getting that one. She does not look good these Give days. Give me one you know, more. Do you know one? The only reason I know more. Yasmin Bleed is because Give me one. Um, that's three. That's why I said yeah. four. Nicole Eckert. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wow. Billy Warlock, that's five. Nicole Eggert. Is it Eggert? But, Eggert? Wait, is she I'm the one from Charles in Charge? Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's it. I got to leave. I got to no. go. Right, Adam, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Sosnick. She is so hot. She You're revealing your age, by the way, Adam. I know. Yeah. 38. I 38 thought you were still, young. Somehow. I'm old. Still younger than me. There you go. Anyway, Pat, let's so, bring this down. Can we, what get into, <laughs> can we get into the story since <laughs> we got all these things out of our system? Is it okay if we go into some stories, Adam? I want to know how they're going to chop up that short clip or what they're going to call it. So, So let's talk about the Fed hikes that took place this week. Okay. And. For some people, they're like, well, what's the big deal with this? We're going to talk about that here in a minute. So Fed hikes its benchmark interest rates by three-quarters of a point, the biggest increase since 1994. This is a CNBC story. On Wednesday, they launched its biggest broadside yet against inflation, raising benchmark interest rates three-quarters of a percentage point in a move that equates to the most aggressive high since 1994. The rate-setting Federal Open Market Committee took to levels of its benchmark to uh, a range of 1.5 to 1.75. The Fed's benchmark rate will end up at 3.4. That compares with an upward revision of 1.5% point to March estimate. The committee then sees the rate rising to 3.8 in 2023, a full percentage point higher than what it was expected to be in March. Officials also significantly cut their outlook of 2020 to economic growth, now anticipating just a 1.7% gain in GDP, down from a 2.8%. So, Adam... You see this. To the average person who sees this, yeah. it's like, okay, 0.75, how does that affect me? But to somebody that's been in financial industry for a while, what does this really mean to the average person? So what I talk about, like, for instance, let's just talk about what the Fed is, right? We're talking about the Fed rate uh, rate hikes. So at the helm of the Fed is Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed. He's been there since the Trump administration. Uh, now he's in there. Biden kept him. And then we got Janet Yellen, who is... Um, Secretary of the Treasury, and then you got Biden in there. So those are sort of the three-headed monster who's basically controlling the monetary supply right now. Uh, what's the purpose of the Fed? So obviously, you know, they're, they're, they control the money supply. We've seen how much money they printed over the past three years, right? How many five trillion bucks that, you know, just boom right there. So we can touch on that. You, you had a debate with the father, the godfather of quantitative easing. You're not a fan of that, I assume, right? You don't, wanna, you don't want quantitative easing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not right. a fan of bailing out the people at the top and complainers. 100%. That's not what I'm a fan of. The people at the top are big mm-hmm. boys, and the people at the bottom need to be inspired by people in the middle who actually do the day-to-day work to make money, pay the bills, support their husband, their wives, their kids, pay their taxes, send their kids to school, raise their families, become good citizens. America's ran by the people in the middle that are quiet, that don't get a lot of recognition. Those are heroes, and sometimes mm-hmm. the guys at the top and the guys at the bottom complain way too much. The doers, not the You know who I mean by the guys at the top? You know what I mean by the guys at the top? I don't mean the uh, I don't mean the doers. No, no, no. There is the the complainers. Mm-hmm. There is those in the middle that are just doing the day to day job. They don't need the recognition. They just want to go out there and do their part. Okay, tell me what the guidelines are. I'll go find a job. I'll go get better. I'll go pay my bills. I'll go be a good citizen. There's the creators and the initiators who are at the third level, who are the future. They're the ones that make things happen. They're the ones that make things better. They're the ones that innovate, make technology better, make products better, make systems better, make our lives better. That's third level. And then there's the people at the top who used to do that, and now they haven't for 20 years. And they just keep doing buyback, 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 and they found a way to maintain their 
wealth at the top that they're no longer in the creation and in a, in a, in a initiation mode, mm-hmm. and they're taking money from taxpayers to say, build me out, those guys shouldn't be bailed out. Those guys ought to go out of business and let the market decide who's the next future to, uh, future to country. That's my problem with the guys at the top and the complainers at the bottom. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so the interest rates, go ahead, you were saying about Yeah, well, so basically the purpose of the Fed is, uh, you know, stabilize unemployment, stabilize inflation, stabilize um, economic growth, or obviously it's not stabilized. Hopefully there's, you know, GDP increases. I think they're, they're now predicting it's going from two, they're predicting 3% down to like 1.8, whatever. But the Fed has a role, okay? So at the on the macro perspective, this is what the Fed's doing, this is what Jerome Powell's doing. How does that affect everyday people? Okay, so... It's going to affect everyday people in one of two ways. You're either going to want to have lower prices or higher interest rates. Okay, so what I so in a, being a personal finance expert, I talk about the C's of debt. The C's of debt. What are the C's of debt? Credit cards, car loans, and what I call cribs, mortgages. So if like some people, you know what you're doing, you'll go get a mortgage. If you don't know what you're doing and you're just kind of figuring out, it's like I got to get a crib. So borrowers, people who have debt. People on the lower rung of society, this is not a good look for you. What's happening right now? That's great. If you're a saver like me (laughs) who saved money and is debt-free, this is a very opportune time to capitalize right now. So, for instance, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I feel for the American people. I feel like there's been a lot of fake money that's been printed mm-hmm. and has been earned over the last few years. You know, an NFT, I just bought it for 300 grand. And I'm going to make him a. Now your NFT is worth 30 grand. Good luck. If that. Yeah. Okay. Crypto's been cut in half. We all know the game. Cut in half. It's not cut in half. It's more than in, half. Oh, uh, Ethereum is down 78%. Okay. So even. Yeah. But Bitcoin's been cut in half. Or well, even more. Bitcoin's they were 60 down. grand. 60%. 66%. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. So I'm trying to give crypto people the benefit of the doubt. More, <laughs> less than half. More than half. But. If you've actually do what I talk about, have a budget, maintain cash flow, you understand your yeah. income and your expenses, you stay out of debt, you work, you earn, you actually put in the work, you don't just sit home and collect unemployment, you've saved, you've invested, you have your financial house in order, this is a major major opportunity to capitalize. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, all right, I haven't bought Bitcoin in since 2018. I got in when it was very low. And I haven't bought. I've been looking at the prices. I've been seeing these fucking people who don't do anything and they're just kind of crypto rich. A lot of the Gen Z. And I'm thinking, now I'm going to go probably buy like 5, 10 Bitcoin. Boom. All right. At 20 grand a pop. All right, cool. So if you've got your house in order, this is a major, major buying opportunity. But if not, if you're like most Americans, 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. They're struggling. You know, this is a rough time for you. But you've had two, three years to kind of get your shit together. And if you haven't, hey, it's on you. What do they talk about? The K-shaped economy. The rich have gotten the richer. The poor are getting rich, poor. To your point, bad policies have what? Consequences. Have consequences. So they've tr- they've printed $5 trillion. If you've taken this time to say, all right, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on what I yeah. do. I'm going to get better at what I do. I'm going to save my money. I'm not just going to go spend it and just like ball out on random crypto NFTs and I'm actually going to just figure my stuff out and work and not like take the easy way. Everyone wants to get rich quick these days. Me, I've been saying this for years, for years. People are like, what do you mean? I want to get rich slow. How does this, uh, Jedediah, Vinny, yeah. for you, you're a, you're a mother, okay? Mm-hmm. Hartley, married, you know, how do you feel with the, what does the interest rate hike do to you? Like, how do you and Jeremy process it when you're talking about it at night? I mean, truly, I'm listening with open ears right now because this is not, when you intro this segment and you you read all that stuff, 
it sounded like a foreign language to me. It took really? Adam. Seriously, yeah. I'm not immersed in this stuff. Like my first question was when I heard this, I was like, I'm curious what your response would be if somebody came on because people view the Fed as the enemy. They're like, this, this is just it's a fo- it's like a foreign entity to a lot of people. My question was like, what if there was no Fed? What would happen? People are curious about that. If the Fed didn't exist, what would happen to the market? What would happen to what would happen? Not right away. What would happen in five years? Say the Fed. It's gone. What happens? The, the the market would decide, and and currency would need to be backed up by something. Mm-hmm. So you would need to have the currency backed up by uh, a gold or a you know something that is. Would uh, that ultimately be a good thing though, or a bad thing? Oh no, it think? would it would be a good thing. It would be a good thing. But if you ask the people that are in it, they would say it's in too deep for that to go away. Yeah. That's not going away today because we're so into deep. There's so many people that are saying, "End the Fed, Ron Paul." Yeah, right. You know That's all this I'm other. Getting at. No, no, no question about it. Of course they're getting. But here's the part you got to realize. So to the average person, when rates go up, prices go down. Very simple. When rates go down, prices go up. Mm-hmm. So a million dollar loan. At 6%, the payment is going to be a different. Matter of fact, pull up the calculator, mortgage calculator. Best way to show it right now mm-hmm. to, to see exactly what this works out. We've talked about this before, but it's very simple. Just type in mortgage calculator. Go to, yeah, right there. Put a, put a million dollars, okay, and go to 6%. Okay, what's the payment? Fifty nine ninety six. Now go six to six grand. Now so so how many people can afford a six thousand dollar payment right now? Not me. Not a lot of people. So go to five hundred thousand dollars, six percent. Okay, five thousand. It's what roughly three thousand dollars. That's five million. That's three thousand dollars. Okay. So now take the six percent. So remember that number three thousand dollars. That's at six percent. Okay. That's at six percent. Take that six and make that three. It's going to be 2108. Yeah, exactly. $700 savings. So now somebody mm-hmm. would have said, I can afford a $3,000 payment. Yeah. Increase that 3% to $600,000 loan. Make $700,000 loan, 700K. So watch that. You could have bought a $700,000 house at 3% because payment's $2951, but now you can only buy a $500,000 house at 6% because it's the same payment. So if you bought your house at 700 grand, unfortunately the market is saying it's worth roughly now $500,000. Uh-huh. And people are not going to believe that right now mm-hmm. cuz they're going to sit around, but 6 to 12 months the market's going to say that. Why? I consult a lot of guys that run real estate companies and mortgage companies. Here's what they'll tell you. The inventory of homes for sale just blew up. Just blew up. The other day I talked to the, one of the top guys in LA that sells exotics. I said, what car was impossible to get last year that's everywhere today? He said, a unique Lamborghini, if you wanted to buy this a year ago, at any time, the market only had two or three of them. He says, there's 59 of them for sale right now. What does that tell you? Let me say that one more time. Mm-hmm. A Lambo that you could own, there was only two or three of them for sale last year because the Bitcoin people, everybody was buying them. Mortgage people, real estate, just buying them, buying them, buying them. No. But today there's 59. So what does it mean? So it means you went to a club and, and you're at an army base. This army base has 100 so- soldiers, 98 men, two women. What happened there? The attention those two are getting, which is what happens in a military base, yeah. That's the only two options you got. Yeah. And 98 guys are trying to get with these two girls. Mm-hmm. Go to another military base. It's 100 soldiers. Now there's 58 girls to 42 men. That's the base now you want to be at. Yeah, that's what I'm okay. Let's go. Um, so, 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 enroll in the military but, but, right now. But by the way, if you're, look, if you're the guy, mm-hmm. you want to be at the, at the unit with 
58 okay, girls. Of course. But if you're the girl, you want to be at which unit? The one too. You want to be at the barracks with only two girls. Exactly. So if you're a seller, last year benefited you. If you're a buyer, today's the buyer's right. market. So what's going to become critical today is patience. And here's what's going to happen to the seller. Hey, sellers, if you're listening, let me give you guys some feedback. Take it to do whatever you want to do with this. You know how you're stuck on the fact that you think your house is worth $4 million and you're trying to get a million dollars today? Don't make that mistake. You're going to lower that price from a million to 900 to 800. Then you're going to sell it at 700 a year and a half from now. Here's my suggestion to you. Let everybody else have that same house in the market that the comps are showing at a million. You put 910. You put 910, no one's looking at all the other houses. You're going to get five, six, seven different offers. You'll end up selling it at 930, 940. You, in your mind, you're thinking you lost 60. Believe me, you didn't lose 60. Mm-hmm. You made 140, okay? Because a year from now, you're going to sell that thing for $800,000. Don't, this is not a time to be greedy if you're a seller. This is a time to be greedy if you're a buyer. Greed hasn't changed. It's just changed if you're the buyer versus the seller. That's all interest rates matter. And by the way, Goldman Sachs just said, that they're going to raise the interest rate 18 more times. 18? Oh, for how long well, How long of a period? This is the next two years. Jeez. Oh, fantastic. The, Great. So, by the way, Goldman Sachs gets shit wrong, so I'm not telling you they're the but, Messiah, but they're Goldman Sachs. So they said they're predicting this rate's going to change 18, increase 18 more times. And by the way, even with all the interest rate hikes that they've done the last six months, okay, all the interest rate hikes that they've done the last six months, Tyler, has that slowed down inflation the last six months? So, so, so watch what I just said. <laughs> Let me say this to you. Even because interest rates, you, you increase, so inflation goes down. Right. Inflation goes up if interest rates are down. So you try to control it. It's like, hey, guys, let's keep increasing interest rates so inflation stays low, right? Here's how scary the economy is right now. Even though they keep increasing the interest rates, hoping inflation goes down, inflation is still going up. Mm-hmm. Meaning this is not mm-hmm. flipping. Do you understand what I'm saying yeah. to you? Like, yep, yep. So, so three quarters... Because you have to assume that if they just raised it by three quarters, because last week, everybody on Twitter, everybody on Twitter was messaging saying, uh, inflation went to 8.6%, 40-year high, 40-year high, 40-year high, and Jimmy Carter officially is a more popular president than Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And everybody from the left, Don Lemon the other day is interviewing, what's her name? His new uh, replacement for Jen Psaki yeah, is saying, hey, period, you yeah. can't tell me. It's like, well, why could you ask a question like that? Yeah. How could you ask a question like that? So now mm-hmm. the administration is talking to the Fed and saying, hey, you got to increase the rates maybe three quarters of a point, not just mm-hmm. a quarter because I didn't do shit. Because we got to have, because what they're hoping for is in July for them to say inflation dropped from 8.6 to 8.5%. They're hoping that happens. I will tell you, it should happen. But if it doesn't happen, the shit's a lot uglier than people think it is. Let Great. me, let me uh, strengthen your argument. Yeah. Let, me, let me give you a layup right Go here. Go for it. So you're familiar with the fear-greed index? You ever heard about that? Yes. So every month, they sort of calculate the sentiment of the country. So when it comes to money, you can either be greedy or fearful. Warren Buffett has basically said, be greedy when people are fearful or be fearful when people are greedy. Over the last few years during... COVID, everyone's been greedy. They're printing money. Crypto's going crazy. The stock market's going crazy. Everyone looks like a freaking genius, right? Oh, I bought an NFT for 100 grand. It's worth a million, but everyone's being greedy. Now, if you look at the fear greed index right now, I haven't actually seen it in a few months. The last time I looked at it, it was closer to greed. We are now in a time of extreme fear. So what does this mean? Obviously, like I said before, Pat, if you, if like, right, I'm, because I've saved that money and I've just been very 
calculated it and I haven't gone and ball out and bought a Lamborghini over the last few years. I could have, but I'm like, you know what? Save, 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 save. When I've had the opportunity to buy a sick pad, I'm like, you know what? Let me just rent. When I've had an opportunity to buy a dope watch, I'm like, let me buy a Bitcoin, what have you. Now, if you've got your house in order, now's a great time to be greedy so were you while fear- everybody's fearful. So you were fear. So technically you were fear. Not now me. You can be greedy. Not, not me. I, but my, my fear was for what could happen here. Got you. Like, mm-hmm. again, if you've got, like, so I don't have PBD money, but I'm doing all right, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, if I get another zero or so, I'll be on PBD's level, but I've got some zeros. But it, it all depends on your age and, like, where you're at in life, but... So, you know, let, let me ask you a question. Just, you know, <clears throat> average person listening to this right now, let's say they're either living paycheck to paycheck or mm-hmm. they're living a little better than paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. They hear all of this stuff and all they zero in on is, what can I do? Sure. All they see is their prices are going up, they can't, they can't even get in the car to drive to the grocery store and put gas in their mm-hmm. car without it being a problem. Everything is becoming a problem at the most basic levels for these people. So they're saying to themselves, they feel very powerless in situations mm-hmm. like this. They don't have a lot of other options. Maybe they didn't have an opportunity to save a bunch of money, so they're sitting on limited options, limited sure. choices right now. So can they do anything? And how much of who wins the next election has to do with this. In other words, let's say Biden is out, somebody else is in. How much is affected when it comes to these deep financial topics that people honestly don't oftentimes have Major. time to dig into? Major. So what does it look like? Let's say it's not Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's say it's it's DeSantis. Let's yeah. say it's Trump. Mm-hmm. Paint a different picture. Well, for let, let me explain to you what happened. So last year, uh, not last year, 2015, 2016, when it was between Hillary and uh, uh, Trump, and Wall Street experts came out and they said, we're getting behind Hillary, Hillary's winning, okay? Mm-hmm. When that announcement was made, the market tanked. <laughs> wow. Okay, I don't know if you guys remember this, the market mm-hmm. tanked. So I'm in the business, so I saw the market tank because everybody was bracing for impact with what? With Hillary, okay? But then the day Trump won, under Obama's administration, the last 60 days of Obama being president, the next day, the market blew up. If you just go look at, go November 4th, whatever the day is, November 3rd, November 4th mm-hmm. of 2016. And, and matter of fact, just pull up November 2016 stock market. That's all I want you to pull up. 2016 stock market, November, okay? Uh, uh, go to it. Go, uh, 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 no, go back. Go back and, and see if you can get the whole month. See if you can get the whole month. Anyways, you look for this. You'll see the day. Okay, is that it? Okay, look at that. Look at that. Look at that right there. Wow. Look, look when the elections are. Mm-hmm. Drops, concern, boom, it goes up the next couple months because it's the Trump effect. People knew that guy knows how to drive the economy. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, so, so the day Biden was announced that he is, look what happened to the market. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So you can, the, the market knows what's going to happen. The market knows what's going to take place. Uh, uh, the moment he got in and he said he's going to do what he did with oil right off the bat in January, February, when he made that decision. And it was a big pivotal moment of the election where Trump said, okay, hey, oil people, Texas, listen to what he, he just said. That. He warned everybody. You're going to pay the price for this. Yep. Right. It's very simple. When, when I was coming up in my early 20s, and all I'm thinking about is I got to make money to retire my dad from working at that 99 cent store in Inglewood. That was the only thing on my mind. I'm like, I got to retire him. My sister's going to go on a nice honeymoon and I got to pay off my $49,000 of debt. Those were my three main goals that I had, right? I didn't pay attention to politics. I didn't give a shit about who's doing what. I didn't even understand policies, capital. I didn't know none of this stuff, okay? I didn't want to deal with it because politics, my parents got a divorce. I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. 
Then all of a sudden, I made money, and I said, you better pay attention to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just go the rest of your life. Like, you know, sometimes people like in the world of business, they'll say things like, I'm the vision. I had a guy that I went to in in Long Beach. I was consulting with this guy. He says, I'm the visionary. I don't deal with the minutia. I pulled him aside. I said, said, you can never say something like that if you're the CEO, the founder of this company. Because you have to know the minutia or else you don't know how to manage and drive the minutia. So if somebody wants to be wealthy, but you don't want to pay attention to the economy and the market, you're contradicting yourself. If you want to create wealth... You have to shift the way you look at the economy and the market because policies have a massive effect. I hope if if the last you know five six years from 2015 to to now, I hope if the last six seven years did anything, it got people to pay attention to policies more closely mm-hmm. because it directly impacts your kids. Mm-hmm. And who do you love more than your kids? Your political party? No. Hopefully it's your kids. If you love your kids more than your political party, start paying attention to what's going on with these policies because their future is reliant on how you vote. Very simple. That's what I was just getting at too because these people that feel powerless, I'm always like there's power in your vote. Mm -hmm. You can do something. And what I hate is people sitting at home reading these stories and feeling like it's out of my hands. I can't do anything. No matter what I do, I don't have the finances to to really make a big difference. But Mm -hmm. if you know that you go to the voting booth and that has a big effect and that has a ripple effect out and that has the potential to create better policies for the economy at large. People feel powerful. I hate when people feel well, powerless. Let me, I'm going to give you guys a totally different perspective here. And I do agree with Pat, but that's on a macro perspective. Like, I don't give a shit how you vote. If you're not working and saving and getting out of debt, I don't give a shit what policies you agree with because mm-hmm. your house is drowning. So let me address right. your question specifically. I don't care if you like I've made money under Biden. I've made money under Trump. I've made money under Obama. Don't care. Okay, but what I'll tell you is this if like because I do appreciate what he's saying exactly the policies printing money that that is a thing like that from a macro perspective 100 percent. But also you need to look in the mirror and you need to say, all right, cool. Uh, There's a big difference between wants and needs. And what happens is when your wants kind of become your needs and you and you and you and you develop what's called lifestyle creep. I was making 50 now I'm making 70. So time for me to get a nicer apartment. I was making 100 now yeah. I'm making 150. I feel time seen. for me to need I feel seen. Time Adam. for me to get a nicer car. <laughs> no, I tell people yeah. all the time, "Okay, you got a 20% raise. Save that money." So it's on you. Like right. so I also say this, there's a big difference between poor and broke. If you're poor and you're a single mother with two kids with two jobs, there's nothing you can do. That sucks. Okay? There's nothing you can do. Horrible. Get smarter, read more, like like you're not going to make more money. But most people are not poor. Most people are broke. They make 50 grand a year and they spend 55. But so, so can I ask a question Patrick? Yeah. So but and here's my thing and going off of what what, what you said Jedediah, the everybody says it's happening and under Joe Biden my thing is why why are they doing it and I, I saw something yesterday where they're like they've been trying to get rid of the middle class all these policies all these things and it's actually working I, I understand what you're saying but those people that are trying and hustling and doing their thing that those people in the middle it's going to be either your rich as hell or you're poor and that's and that's where it's going and nobody and it drives me crazy because a lot of these like polls and these stats and percentages they're like 50 percent of people you know I think that it's going bad. Mm-hmm. So does that mean 50% of the world of, of Americans are like, yeah, what, no, this is good. Uh, look, it's I, not good. I don't necessarily agree. Like, at the end of the day, you need to look in the mirror and you need to take accountability for yourself. Okay? Like, that, I, I had to take two years of my life, sacrifice, 
make you know how it is when you start off in financial sales you need to eat shit for a couple years Mm -hmm. but i went in i was a fucking party boy in south beach i was having a great time having the time of my life making zero money and i said all right i can continue down this path of having a great time and just crashing on friends couches or i could eat shit for a couple years buckle down learn a trade have a specific undeniable inflation proof skill set and for the next 15 years i'm going to make money that's true but the jobs need to exist so when you're talking about that you know single mom and she's sitting at home with her kid and you were saying you know she doesn't have a lot of options there's not a lot she can do well there is a lot she can do she can get a second job potentially a lot of people dig themselves out of that hole mm-hmm. but those opportunities need to exist so if you're living in an economy where people are firing instead of hiring because they can't afford it where you're living in an economy where minimum wage and policies like that Bingo. come into effect mm-hmm. and they prevent people from having opportunities that's yeah, the problem. that's that, why the but, macro what's level that lady's skill in. set i'm sorry you, if you don't have a skill you're replaceable if you're making 15 dollars an hour though. it doesn't matter let's say i don't know what her skill set is but 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 let's say let's say it's minimal. She can still get a second job. She can still do something. She Uber. can still she do, can do something. A lot of things, there are yes. people who climb from the very bottom of the bottom up, but those opportunities mm-hmm. have to exist in the society they live in. Yeah. Because if you go out and you want to get a second job and there are no second jobs yeah. because no one's hiring, because the economic climate sucks, you're in trouble. That's I, when you're really I, in trouble. I hear you. I get, I I get it about saving. I get it. No, no, I get but I'm not that. even saying saving. It's you know what? <clears throat> We're in America here. Go to any other place in the world and give that little spiel. They'll be like, I'm just trying to survive. We're still in America here. We're still the greatest superpower in the world. Still to this day, you know, knock on wood, hopefully China doesn't surpass us anytime soon. It might happen. But still, like, look where you are in the world. God bless America. And God bless the fact that you could choose and to become whatever you want in this life. And you could always, I'm not saying that you are, but you could always play the victim role. The economy sucks and Joe Biden and gas. Yeah. But at some That's point, you need to. That's not a victim. That's just reality. Yeah, if, but, if, if people are not hiring and you're looking and you're grinding and you're hustling, I mean, I know people right now trying to find work that are having a really hard time. Their skill sets are pretty high. What they do over the last high. three years, though? What they some do? Some of them got fired because they wouldn't get a jab and yeah. now they're stuck. I mean, there's a lot of lockdowns. Look what they did. I I know people who start work their whole life to start businesses in a place like New York City. Build that business up, feeling great. Lockdown. They can't handle being closed for three months. They pick up. They have to go to a new city. They have kids to support. People are in circumstances now that we haven't seen in a really long time. All I'm saying is that if you if you have someone at the very top of the heap that's not that's not creating policies that trickle opportunity down, and people ha- people feel like they have limited options, that's going to decrease their ability to climb out of a hole. No question. No matter how motivated they are yeah. or not, these policies do have an effect on individuals. That macro hits the micro. If you're a I'm small saying. business, I 1,000% agree with you. But most people aren't small business owners. How many small businesses are in America? Adam, I will tell you, both of you guys are right. Here's what's crazy about it. What, what you, both of you are right. You're right, and she's right. Okay, this is a documentary that came out in 2008. Uh, it was with David Walker, the former Comptroller General of the U.S. I, I, had, I brought him out to an event in 2011. Uh, he, he's like the, the CFO of America is who he was for like 10 or 12 years, okay, David Walker. There's a scene in it which is powerful. A lady who's a single mother asks Warren Buffett, hey, uh, uh, what do I do? I'm this, I'm in this situation, I'm going through this financially, I'm going through that, what do I do to change my life right now because I don't know how to come out of this. He sits there and says, look, it's not going to be pretty. 
It's going to be ugly. But here's what I will tell you. Go increase your market value. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. And by the way, this is 08. So if you remember 08, and by the way, if you haven't seen this documentary, go see it because it, it pretty much shows what we're about to go through. It breaks it down. Exactly what we're about to go through, this documentary breaks on IOUSA with David Walker. First time I was introduced to this guy was by a couple named Dean and Dina Fliss, who are very successful financial folks. But uh, So you're right. Regardless, it's your responsibility to go out and make, make money and do something with it. But she's right. Everything mm-hmm. rises and falls on leadership. Leaders' policies affect people's lives. So it's kind of like saying, well, no matter how bad of a father you had, you can still go out there and make it. You're right. But, hey, people with better fathers, they have a really big impact on kids' lives. You're right. Do, mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, there's, everyone, there's everyone has a different starting point. There's truth in both, and we have to keep pushing both messages. Do something with your life. Can we have better policies? That's right. I think both ways we need to yeah, help. Well, well, that and to go back to your point, I said Pat gave you the macro perspective. Policies, Fed, yeah. interest rates. Listen, listen, there's things that matter. And there's things that you can control. You need to focus on where those two things intersect. Things that matter and things that you can control. Breaking news, you're not going to control infra- interest rates. You're not going to do it. You're, no matter what you do. You're, but you can control, all right, cool, I made five grand this month. How much am I going to spend them on rent? How much am I going to do on a car payment? Mm-hmm. By the way, it's summer. Everyone's planning on going on yeah. vacation. Right. By the way, everyone just got their tax refund. You made you made you got three thousand back from tax refund. This is what I talked about: wants versus needs. What are you going to do with that three grand? You're going to go on vacation. You going to yeah. Mykonos? Yeah. You going yeah. to St. Bart's? <laughs> yeah. You're going. You're going to Niagara Falls, or you're just yeah. going to. You know what? Let me pay off yeah. my debt. Yeah. This is what I'm talking yeah. about. You have choices. You have options. Yeah. We're still in America, baby. Yeah, but it's I, a great listen, I, w- I want to validate one thing you just said because it's very important that we we get the facts right. You said I went from a party boy to <laughs> to business, Adam. We're yes, pure because we like to tell the truth here. We do that's our true. best. We are true tellers. You went from a party boy to a party man. Gotcha. Party man. That's, that's, yeah. it's, that's right. You just, you just graduated. Please. I went from a soy boy to a soy yeah. man. That's yeah. what's happening. Thank it's you, It's a baby. different story here. I appreciate okay. that. All right, let's continue with the story. By the way, when you save that money and you, uh, you're doing yeah, your thing, you can still change. party and things think you're going to have fun. Things change. Things change. Drinks are free on me. Don't worry. All right, 6.28. CNBC said this, which I want to just add this at the end of it. Higher home prices and rates have crushed home affordability. For instance, on a $400,000 home, with a 20% down payment, the monthly mortgage payment, you ready? The monthly mortgage payment went from $1,399 in the start of January, which is only five months ago, to $1,976. Guys, this is America. Let me say that one more time. On a $400,000 property with a 20% down payment, which is what, eighty grand. On a three twenty dollars loan, your payment went from $1,399 five months ago, Tyler. To 1976, not in a year, not in two years, in five months. And you're not buying a $2 million home. You're buying a $400,000 house with a 20% down payment. That's 80% of America, by the way. And Patrick, you mm-hmm. and remember we we talked about this when uh, when Brian when Callum was here. So what when when people are saying in a year, eighteen months, it's all going to change. What 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 does it take for something that keeps going up? It keeps going higher. I know people talk about a bubble and all that stuff. I 
I don't even know what the hell that means. But what, when people are like, <laughs> what bubble, is a bubble? Ec- Econom- Mother, you guys are talking. I felt like my head was going to pop off and run out of the room. But uh, <laughs> because I'm that person that's, you know, hustling and, and you know, and doing their thing. And like you guys talked about the policies, it's like the writing's on the wall. Trump, I'm not sticking up for the guy, but he said everything that was going to happen. I just saw an um, uh, Instagram clip before I came in here. Everything that he said was going to happen, you know, the, the amend- Second Amendment, you know, prices, gas, this. Everything that this guy said is happening. And what trips me out the most is I have a lot of, you know, liberal friends and my cousins are hardcore liberals. But like the people on the left, it's like nothing. It's all good for them. Nothing. And that's why, yo, talk all the shit you want about the left and these hardcore uh, liberals. They stay the course and they go down with the shit. They don't give a shit. They don't give a- <laughs> Bro, you know who the left reminds me of? Remember in Titanic when the... The glacier, every, they're fucking gonna die, and the violin and the people are doing that. That's the left. The left is like, we don't give a shit, gas, yeah, but that, that's, formula. We're fucking staying oh, on the but, boat. But they're, that's they're, a problem. They're going to give a shit in, in, yeah. the, in midterms. Well, but yeah, we're, 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 believe we, me. We don't wanna say we told you, but the writing is on the wall. Like, it, well, let me tell you, they yeah. did. I'll mm-hmm. tell you why they did care because a lot of them, a lot of those liberals got up and they left New York City and Los Angeles. They live here now. <laughs> yeah, you did. So they right. cared enough when it impacted their own pocket. That doesn't mean that's gonna change how they vote because mm-hmm. there's a loyalty to the cause yep. there's a loyalty even if yeah. the cause is burying you the cause could have the shovel with the dirt and just putting it on top yeah. you're buried alive yeah. and you're buried mm-hmm. alive but the cause has to yeah. win but, but it'll change where they go because they're like well I can't pay those that's why Pat talks about uh, the 10% that run America are in the middle swing voters Oh yeah. Look, the reality is this. You know what team you're voting for for the most part you already know who you're going to vote for in 2024 you don't even know who's running but you know who you're voting oh, for. Oh yeah. It could be the. It could be Jim. It could be his dog. I'm voting for the dog. <laughs> I'm dead. That's serious. what I'm saying. I'm but so Adam's cat. Two president. Two cats. Two cats. Yeah. But the point is, there's gonna there's ten percent that's saying, I don't know. Let's see. Who knows? I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Toledo, Ohio. I'm in Youngstown, Ohio. I'm in Detroit, Michigan. I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. These people who are who run the country. It's not the liberal in California. Yeah. And it's not the. Yeah. You don't think what? I don't even know if it's 10. I don't even know if there's that many people undecided at this point. I really don't. I think the undecided are going to be. What number do you think be, it is? I think it's like slim to none, honestly. <laughs> I really do. Because I think I, really there's people who are looking at this and they're like, I, I can't go along with this. Mm-hmm. Maybe they voted for Biden. Maybe there were Republicans who voted for Biden. There were Republicans who just many, voted for Biden. You mean yeah. all the rhinos? There's millions They're not going to endorse them. this. What what has played out with the yeah. masks on the kids if, and the if, jabs. If, the and Demo- the- if whoever runs for the Democrat Party wins, I'm going to call cheating right now. That's it. I'm going to call it. There's se- what was it? 1,000 mules? Or Did you guys see that? The documentary by... 2,000 mules. 2,000 yeah. mules or whatever? I didn't see mm-hmm. it. I'm a, Have you seen it? Or no? I, I have seen it, but two people, that, people that, yeah. I did see, that said that they saw it, they were shocked that... Well, maybe you've got to see it to have feedback on it. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll see it and we'll have feedback on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to to go back to what you were talking about with the, with the voting side, the 10%, uh, and what happens, these next six months, if this thing gets worse and worse and worse, listen... When, when the left turns on the left, it's over. Mm-hmm. The writing's on the wall. When Obama and Michelle are out campaigning right now to save their party, you know something's going on. Mm-hmm. When Obama and Michelle are out, that's when stuff is really going up mm-hmm. because they're like, no, 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 we're not Biden. No, 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 we're not this. There's rumors right now that Susan Rice is running America and nobody even knows about it. And Susan Rice is <laughs> running America okay through, Susan Rice through is Obama. Through yeah. Obama. Obama's running America through Susan Rice. Uh, but, do you have a problem with that, by the way? I, I am not a... No, as far as being an American, do you have a problem with that? I Well, listen, first of all, 
this is going to sound very strange. I would much rather have an Obama over Biden. Okay, that's not strange I would, at all. I would like much rather. I would much rather have an Obama over Biden. Yeah. And, 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 and zero percent strange. And if a person in the middle of the right can't say that, you are you are part of the Correct. problem, because at least Obama could come out at a time like this and give a message and calm the nerves, yeah. and we could move out, right? Mm -hmm. Biden can't even do that. At least Obama could come out and give a message where people are not crazy overreacting. Mm -hmm. He was poised to give a message like that, but Biden went on Jimmy Kimmel the other day. I was watching, and I'm like, Jimmy, cut him off. Cut him off. This is bad for America mm -hmm. for him to be shown that way. Finally, Jimmy's like, I think it's, uh, we got to go to break, and we'll come back. He's like, yeah, it's probably a good idea. You don't say stuff like that. The president says, yeah, that's probably a good idea. You're the freaking president. They talk about being presidential. The guy that's supposed to be presidential is not being presidential. So what the hell is presidential? Obama, presidential. This guy, not presidential. Okay, you go on me. Hey, Trump's not presidential. A lot more than the guy we got today right now if you talk about being presidential. Anyways, so look, folks, if you're liking this format and you miss it, give it a thumbs up <laughs> and subscribe to the channel. Quick shout out to a couple of our insider uh, uh, guys uh, who are the top-level insider members, Kevin Northcutt, ANA, Eddie Gomez, Michael Peterson, M1. Shout-out to you guys uh, for the membership that you have on a monthly basis supporting us. Uh, we do what we do uh, because of you. You come out and you listen to our uh, content, our argument, and that's a way of showing support to us, and we salute you. So shout-out to those folks. And by the way, if, if you would like... This is just a quick test that we're doing. I gotta, I'm working on a project that we may or may not do. If you would like, if you'd be interested to say, Pat, I'd love it if you guys did a once a month podcast that's live, that's a live audience with 100 people in the room that maybe I can sit front row and give some opinions and the format is three hours. I can be a part of that with guests. You meet the guests, take pictures with some of the guests. If that's an interest of yours, Tell us through giving, giving us a thumbs up and subscribing and maybe in the comment section saying, Pat, we'd like to see that taking place. If it does, we may introduce something like that in the future. So let's transition away from finance because obviously our experts here on the left love talking finance. <laughs> but let's transition from finance and let's go to what Elon Musk said about Ron DeSantis. Let's talk about that. So page four. So Elon Musk says he would likely vote for Ron DeSantis for president 2024. This is an insider story, by the way. Musk was asked uh, Wednesday on Twitter who he was leaning towards uh, voting as a president, and he responded DeSantis. He made the comment after he was asked if he would vote for Republican for, uh, for president, and he said TBD to be determined or, uh, or to be decided. Uh, he added that he supported the Democratic candidate Andrew Yang in 2020 election, but believes DeSantis has a better chance of winning in the upcoming election. Musk said last month that he would vote Republican in an upcoming election despite having voted for Democrats in the past years and described himself as a moderate, neither Republican nor Democrat, but Wednesday's tweet are his most explicit political statement yet. So, Jedediah, when you heard this, what was your reaction, and were you surprised? I was not surprised okay. at all. Uh, my reaction was great. I, I think Ron DeSantis is the guy. I don't know if he wants the job. I don't know if he wants to run. He's the guy to run. He's 100% the guy to run. Um, it's unsurprising to me. You know, you were talking before about, you know, Biden and Obama, Biden has, you know, multiple problems. Co not being coherent a lot of the times is one of them. I, I don't even think that's funny. I think it's a serious matter. I think people around him in his circle are showing him an immense amount of disrespect by letting him go out there because oftentimes he doesn't make any sense. Something's going on there. I'm not a doctor. I can't say what it is. Something's not right. Um, the other thing is, is that the left has gotten too extreme. 
they have gone off the cliff. So when you talk about an Andrew Yang, when you talk about an Obama, those were people that what was extreme back then was conversations about redistribution of wealth. Remember that moment, the Joe the Plumber moment? We were all like, wow, I can't believe that was extreme. Mandating that somebody should have to have health insurance. That was extreme. That was the whole debate about Obamacare. Can you force a 21-year-old who doesn't get sick a lot, who doesn't want to pay for health insurance to have health insurance? Those were the extremist points of view. Now, look where we're at. It's gone completely mad between the masking, between the lockdowns, between all of these policies, mad, absolutely mad. So I think that the people that were once Democrats and were once saying, wait a minute, I thought Democrats were supposed to stand for freedom. I thought Democrats were supposed to stand up to big corporations. I thought Democrats would be the ones leading the fight against big pharma. I thought they'd be the ones front and center on that stuff. They're not doing their job, according to a lot of those people in the center now who lean left. Those people are also not deaf, dumb, and blind. They own businesses. They're seeing what's happening. They have kids. They're sending their kids to school. They know that what's being preached out there, all this woke ideology, these are not Republican talking points. And they know that because their kids come home and they see what their kids are learning and their kids talk to them. So this stuff that's very extreme, legitimately extreme, has gotten very real for these people, like a Musk. He, he's a very successful businessman. He is not a dumb guy. He knows that what's happening right now is not good for the country. So I think you're going to see a lot of people in his category. I don't mean financially in his category, but I mean people like that who are like, I'm not a committed Republican, but this is messed up. Universally stepping out and they're going to go the way of the DeSantis's. They're going to be able to vote in these small local elections. Don't forget your local elections. Those are the powerful ones. You change your community at, at, at the local level first. That's where the big impact is. Then it shifts out. It's going to make a big difference. So I'm not surprised. I'm very pleased to hear it. And I think you're going to hear. I think there are a lot of Elon Musks out there. Not fi- not financially, although we all wish that was <laughs> yeah. the case. Hey, I'll be an Elon Musk. But, um, you know, when it comes to mindset, 100%. That is in more places than we realize. Vinny, what do you think? I think uh, he's, I think uh, he's right, number one, in that uh uh, by the way, I think I don't think my mic is on. Is no, it's on. Yeah, oh, okay, sorry. Um, I think to be honest with you, I think DeSantis is Trump-ish if you think about it. Just not as extreme. He's always cracking jokes. He's always he's always funny. He's always like in the mix. But I mean, is there? Okay, remember we had his press. Sec- who was here, Pat? That we interviewed. Mm-hmm. There's no way that he's running. Is he 100? Christina Persha, yeah. Christina uh, Persha. Yeah. He's not. Or she oh, didn't no, want to say. She never said it. She, she never said it. Yeah. Yeah, if the, they do go, if they go at it, like would they have, they'd have to debate. And go be out, well, right? stories are coming out that he may run. By the way, this is what DeSantis said when he saw the tweet. Yeah, I welcome support from <laughs> African Americans. That, that's that's funny. Like that's come on. That's yeah. Trump would Trump wouldn't be that clever, but that is come on. To That's be clear, funny. a lot of people don't know that Elon Musk was is born in South Africa. South Africa, yeah. African, some people are like, so what is he talking about? There, there's there's some wittiness to to DeSantis yeah. on that one. Well, here's what I'll say: as as much as Jedediah doesn't know about financial stuff, she's very well informed when it comes to political <laughs> stuff. So respect to you. I think the reason why a Elon Musk, and I'll put myself in that category, not the billions, but as far as like mindset goes, where it's He's come out. He's never voted for Republican. I think he said that. He's never voted for a Republican. I'm also in that camp. Okay, but we're at a point now where like we talked about on the on the last podcast, we're looking for some freaking common sense at this point. We're looking for someone, you know, the Joe Biden was supposed to be the Uber driver to drive us home because there's a drunk driver at the wheel. That was yeah. the whole premise. Yeah. But it seems that the dementia's affecting his driving. Yeah. So at this point Essentially, America, I think, you know, I'm using Elon Musk as a bellwether or canary in the coal mine for America. They're basically saying, 
We don't need the orange bad guy anymore. We don't need the old creepy sleepy Joe guy. Can we just get a normal motherfucker who makes sense that America will get behind? And what I wish for America, we talked about a synergist, is I hope and I pray that we have a president that has 60% approval rating. When's the last time we had an American president who had 60% approval rating? Meaning it's not just 50-50 or 49-52. Like, when's the last time that we've had 60% Approval rating. I think George W. Bush had it when he came into office. That plummeted. But I think what America needs now is someone who just unifies and says, this guy's got common sense. Yeah, I've been a Democrat my whole life, but I'm going to vote for this guy. Yeah, I'm a typically Republican, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yeah. Trump guy, but yeah. I don't like what he's done for the country, and I, I'll vote for a dissent. Like, DeSantis, I don't know if people want specifically Ron DeSantis or who he embodies. I don't know if that makes sense. I'll tell you what they want from DeSantis. It's not mm-hmm. about DeSantis. I do think he's funny, and I do yeah. think he knows when to get out of his own way, which is an art form in politics, because you can go too far and you turn people off. Trump mm-hmm. did that a few times, and I think he lost a lot of people More doing that. When, yeah, a few, no, but a few noted times where people were like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. Um, but like, in, I have a specific a moment where I was like, I'm Right, out. and many The David Duke that. moment. I was like, you don't know right. who David, you can't denounce the kick. I was like, I'm right. out. I think he but everyone, has that, everyone has that moment. And exactly. many people can point to this moment with Trump. Yes. Now, with DeSantis, DeSantis is going to be harder. And by m- the way, Jedediah, you that. bring up a very good point here. Once you make that decision mentally, I'm out. It's, it's like if you're dating someone <laughs> and there's, there's something they do, you're like, yeah, yeah, she snores. Or, yeah, yeah, he's disgusting. He smells. You're out. Yeah, there's no not matter one what thing. they do. I don't know about it's that. It's very hard to go back to that. I don't, I don't know about that. I think we're a very forgiving country. We we have such high expectation from everybody that's on the big screen, but we're a forgiving co- country. Look how many athletes with their past mistakes that they made and how quickly we forgave and we move on. We are about redemption. I would love to see uh, Biden redeem himself. I'd love to see it. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? I got two and a half more years to, I'd love to see him redeem. Whether he's a one term or a two term, I want to see him redeem himself. I'd love to see uh, uh, Trump redeem himself. I'd love to see any of these guys redeem themselves. If you if you go to a point that you're out, there's a difference between dating uh, where there's zero commitment versus a guy that's now your president. You want to see that person redeem themselves. If you're running a company, it, it, almost every single one of your employees or the leader at the top is going to make a mistake. There's, there's not anybody that's not going to screw up. So some screw-ups are small. Some are mid-size, some are big. And you're going to have some tough conversations with people. And what do you do? Do you automatically just jump to conclusion and say, I'm done with this person? No. You give people chances to redeem because then that person says, this guy is forgiven. He's given me chances. But then there's a limit to chances. So maybe one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, then you got to move on and say, this guy's just, mm-hmm. a, he's got a bad attitude. As long as, for me, if your attitude is solid, if you're working on yourself, if you're a team guy, if your ego is manageable, if you're not defaming people behind closed doors, you're acting good on the outside, and then you, we're going to make your work at the company and we'll improve together, right? So for me, this whole concept of also expecting perfection from all our presidents, that is so far behind me with Clinton. I'm over <laughs> it to expect these guys to walk on water. That is not my standard. Mm-hmm. My standard is. You screwed up. You're going to. You're the president. And we're going to judge you. This job sucks. However, a thousand years from now, they're not going to write about the average person in history books, but they're going to write about you. So if you're part of the history books and you're going to get that kind of accolades, you're going to be on cover of all the magazines, you're going to write a book that's going to sell millions of copies, you're going to put a tweet that millions of people are going to follow, there comes pressure. 
So can you please make some better choices? Because we're relying on you to improve yourself. So I come from that thought. Don't get me wrong. Both of these guys have said a lot of crazy things. But this is America. We believe in redemption. I like what you're saying. I love the message. I love it. I have to go with Adam on this one. I can't believe I'm about, I'm about to ruin my career by saying I'm just agreeing with Adam, just so you know. But the thing about it is, I think I would love for a lot of people to have your attitude. I would love that because that means that when you say, I want Joe Biden to come out of this and I want him to do better, you're rooting for your country. You're rooting, it's beyond politics for you. It's beyond yep. Joe Biden. It's it's not personal. Mm-hmm. It's not personal. It's like, I want the country to do well. I want him to come out of whatever's going on and I want him to do better. That's That's a wonderful way to look at it. However, I don't think that's the way a lot of people look at it. I think people make a decision. People who can't stand Trump, well, they will they will hate Trump yeah. forever. They wouldn't, no matter what, the earth could be caving yeah. in and Jesus could come down and say, yeah. Trump is the guy who's going to pull us back out. And there would be people what who a, said, I got to sing. What a yeah. perfect transition into the next article. Can you please bring this up? <laughs> what a perfect transition Bingo. into the Gallup poll that just came up. Pull up the Gallup poll that you have. Pull up the Gallup poll that we just, I gave it to you yesterday. So here we go. Watch this. Record high, 50% of Americans rate U.S. moral values as poor, okay? Hmm. So this kind of goes to where you were going and where I was going. Watch this. 50% say moral values as poor. 37% say only fair. 78% think moral values in the U.S. are getting worse. Consideration of others cited as the top problem with state moral values. We've been talking about this on the podcast for the longest time. We no longer talk about morals and values. One of the, whether you're a Christian or a Catholic or a Jehovah or Seven Day or LDS, whatever it is, the basic foundation of Judaism, the basic foundation of any of these religions is what? Forgiveness is kindness. Like kindness don't judge. You know, steal, cheat. All of this stuff is the basic foundation of these morals and values, right? If we don't teach these basic morals and values, none of us will forgive. None of us will talk about redemption. None of us will believe in that. I think this is the problem America has today. Mm-hmm. When 9-11 happened, nobody cared about your skin color. We all became Americans. When COVID happens, everybody hated the orange man, and everybody became enemies because it was your political party before your country. This validates every point that we talk about on this, on this uh, what do you call it, on this podcast here. Schools. I can't tell you how many parents I'm talking about where we had one of our friends that we were just talking about in public school. What happened to their kid? They're like, I can't send my kid back to this public school. I just, I'm not comfortable. Why? Do you know what's the number one reason why they can't send their kids back to that public school? Morals and values. Yeah. Do you know why people are doing homeschooling? Morals and values. Do you know why kids are, people are sending their kids to private schools? Morals and values. Do you know why church attendance on some churches is at a record-breaking high right now where people coming back? Because people are starting to realize, if they're not going to give it to me at my school, I'm going to put it on morals and values. Do you know why the football coach that is known as raising great men that strong values and principles, do you know why some parents are getting out of his way or her way to challenge the kids to become better human beings? Because he or she is setting the tone with the kids of injecting the right morals and values. Do you know why certain companies with CEOs and executives are starting to recruit talent that are coming to them saying, listen, I'm here because of morals and values. This topic right here, no one is talking about because this is boring. Mm -hmm. Nothing about this is exciting. Nothing about this gets people to say, oh yeah, let's go. This is going to go viral. Let's talk about this on CNN or Fox. Let's talk about this. Nobody wants to hear this because this is a boring but necessary topic all of us like 
we don't like it, but all of us internally, when we look back and we think about a leader or a coach that pissed us off the most or a relative, it was typically a person that expected more from us. And we were like, Mm -hmm. man, I can never get to that level. But you know that's the person you remember. Mm -hmm. You remember the worst and you remember the person that pissed you off because they expected more from you. It was kind of like, I can never reach this guy's level. Totally get it. But you know what? At 42, you're sitting there saying, hey, listen, you know what I mean? (laughs) Sinclair, kind of love you, man. Appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you. I am who I am because you challenged. You go back to that, right? Anyways, what do you think about this, Jedediah? Well, one of the things that I think broke this for a lot of us was technology. Um, I think social media and hiding behind phones and not having eye contact and not having real interpersonal relationships, I think it broke, people hide behind. If you look at social media, people say things on Twitter they would never say to you. Mm. They would never say to your face. So I think the rise of all of this technology and and putting distance between people and lack of community, one of the reasons mm. I think that 9-11 and COVID were different because after COVID, everybody was isolated. They were all separated. You became the enemy. You over there. Yep. Oh, you. I'm in my house and I'm staying home and you're not staying home. You're the enemy. Oh, I got a vaccine and you didn't get a vaccine. You're the enemy. If people where that didn't happen was in places like Florida where people were out and about and they were talking to each other and you realized you had a shared humanity. You talked to somebody and you said, oh, that's not my enemy. That's just somebody that made a different life decision than I did. So that that's the difference. I think technology is number one, and I think big media is the other problem. Yeah. Big media, I always say, division is a business model in big media, and I think they thrive. They thrive off of screaming and yelling, oh, let's put two people on a split screen, split screen and have them mm-hmm. yell at each other. Yep. But we're not gonna solve anything. We're just, gonna, we're just right. gonna present this view that they can't stand each other, and that trickles out. So I think that, that that's the part about how we don't, see each other as people anymore, which is why when, when we sat here with Nikki Fried and we had a discussion, yeah. people were like, where is this? Well, it's not happening because people don't do this anymore because cable news yeah. doesn't thrive on it and social media doesn't thrive on it. So you have to find and make those spaces. That's number one. I think the morals are a little bit, it's, that's a, a, when, you, when you dig deep into schools and what's going on, that's gonna become a different conversation about woke ideology and all that. But the very fabric of like, I'm a human, you're a human, we mm-hmm. can disagree, I respect you, you respect me, let's hash it out, that is increasingly vanishing. And you have to think, are our kids who only know a world where all these phones are out and social media, are they gonna grow up able to have these conversations or are they gonna have lost that, completely mm-hmm. skipped that step because they don't have a basis of comparison. We had how many years in the world before, I didn't have a cell phone until I was 19. I had a normal, functional childhood. These kids in an iPad and a cell phone, we did on the show this week, virtual this and virtual that and metaverse. Screw the metaverse. You, your kid wants to play, send them outside. Send them in the universe. Yeah. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly. Like Forget I, the metaverse, exactly. send them in the universe. Yeah. Shout out to kids. Put that on a shirt. By the way, I'm going to I'm gonna do rapper. something right now. That wow. I, I, I Jack gotta, Carlo, be careful. He's What's coming. That? Adam here, Sauce. Here's what I'm going to do to Jedediah right now. Slow clap. Because I'll everything you just said, I literally wrote down as like a talking point that I wanted to discuss. <laughs> I swear to God. Social media. She saw your notes. Okay, please. community. I, I'm like, bingo, bingo, bingo. You copied my notes. Why can't we get back to when we're copying each other's notes in person there again? Like we all did in high school. We all yeah. cheated. But, um, you know, there was a famous quote by JFK, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can, you can do for your country. Right. We've lost that that sentiment of community and country and, you know, the other side is the enemy. You know, I, I'll never forget, you talked about social media. I'll never forget when I started my show, Sales Talks Money, I went around, I was interviewing all types of people. And one of the most lasting 
conversations I had was out in LA at Venice Beach, kind of right where we were a, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And uh, it was like this kind of like cholo gangster type of guy, Mexican guy. And I'm like, so what's going on with in America with the money? He's like, the problem is everyone's so selfish. And a selfie is all about yourself. I was like, oh, oh damn. Deep. Like, and I was like, oh, like a selfie is you're more concerned with yourself. I was like, okay, go ahead, buddy. He was like, yeah, selfies are ruining the country. Values and principles. Exactly. Let me tell you guys. So I, I get this this backpack here that's sent to me that, you know, FedEx box comes in. Jen's like, babe, there's a gift waiting for you. I open up the FedEx box. I don't know what this is. I'm like, okay, why is... Well, I'm, at first, I'm worried because it's dirty. You know, it's yeah. old. I'm like, right. what? who would send me a gift like this? It's, you know, so my kids are sitting. I start reading this letter. And I'm reading this letter by a man named Scott Rodriguez. I talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. First-generation American Cuban. He's 35 years old out of San Fernando Valley, Santa Clara Valley, which very familiar with that area, Canyon Country, Valencia. He talks about his parents who started a business with one truck in 1986, and they built it in 2004 to $25 million a year business. They sell wow. it and they retire. And he's going to school while he's in high school. And, he, you know, he, he's got this one teacher that he's working with, Mr. Whitmire, I believe is, is the name. Yeah, Carl Whitmire, freshman year at Hart High School in New Hall, California in 2000. And uh, Carl came out of retirement to be a teacher's aide in my study skills class, okay? So he's always there, but he never talks about military stories because he used to be in the military. He used to be in the Navy, right, for 16 years, right? And so he says he was a gunner. He's this. And they say every time I would go up to him to ask him stories at 13 years old, he, was, he said, I was just a 13-year-old boy. He said he would never tell me any of these stories. Anyways, fast forward to the point where he's no longer coming to school because he's got lung cancer. Oh. And he's asking everybody, where is Mr. Whitmire? I got emotional reading this. I had Jen read it because it was an emotional story. Anyways, finally, he finds out that Mr. Whitmire is in a hospital on his deathbed. He says, I come back to school January 6, 2002, which is 20 years ago, and Mr. Whitmire wasn't there in class. My teacher told me he was in a hospital. I jumped on the computer and started typing a letter to Mr. Whitmire. I wrote him to tell him that he, what he meant to me and how he touched my life. I gave the letter to my teacher since she said she was heading to the hospital to see him. I looked at my teacher and said, I don't care what you do and how you do it, but make sure he gets this letter. Mr. Whitmire passed 10 days later on January 16, 2002. I walked into class and my teacher took me into the hallway to tell me the bad news. She also had a box and a, a card in her hand. She handed me this box and card and Mr. Whitmire wanted me to give you this. Mr. Whitmire left me his World War II backpack. Wow. 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 Freaking Ray. I cried and cried. Was the first time I had lost someone I loved. This backpack represents freedom, Patrick, represents sacrifice, love. I want you to have this gift from me and from Mr. Whitmire. I know I don't know you, Patrick, but I'm so damn proud of you and thankful for this. This is freaking that emotional, is right? Wow, Let me that's tell you guys, amazing. this is the value of a person making a positive impact in a 13-year-old kid wow. that is now 35 years old, American, Cuban, first generation. His parents set an example. This, You know what this represents to me? Values and principles. That's yeah. right. This is values and principles. This is what we all want when we were kids. This is what a 16-year-old kid that maybe doesn't have it in his asshole, he just wants somebody to say, listen, lead. This is tough. Make the tougher choice. Don't make the easier choice. We are living in a generation that these types of Mr. No one's going to know Mr. Whitmire. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be known. Story's going to be written about this guy. 
but he made an impact in a 13-year-old kid's life, gives him this 20 years later, uh, Scott Rodriguez gives it to me. So I know this whole thing kind of, I don't know how this happened, but we're going there and you make the comment about redemption. And then we see the Gallup article that we saw yesterday on Drudge that we're talking about it that goes to Scott Rodriguez. Scott, I don't know if you're watching this or not. If you are, uh, appreciate you for this gift. gift. You're an absolute stud. Uh, 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 more power to you for the parents that raised you and as well as you being able to give love to a teacher like him mm-hmm. and in sharing this sentiment with me. This is going to be in our podcast set. I thank you for this kind gift. Anyways, we need more stories like this. Amazing. You have a Mr. Whitmire story. You have a Mr. Whitmire story. You have a Mr. Whitmire story. We all have a Mr. Whitmire story, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So if you're watching this, you know, maybe, maybe let's give a little bit credit and stories to people like that in our lives. You got an Instagram profile with 800 followers, make a video and share the story of your Mr. Whitmire, okay? I remember years ago, I was at Glendale High School, 1.8 GPA, 14 years old, health and guidance teacher, this lady named Miss Sinclair, was tough on me, challenged me. I would always sit in the back. I never sat in the front. I'm not a front-sitting type of guy. I sit in the back because that's the, you know, you can get away with a lot of stuff. <laughs> She's like, hey, Patrick, you're sitting right here. She sits me right in front of her, which I'm like, this is the worst real estate. I don't want to sit here because accountability is high in the front. Accountability is low in the back. Worst so next thing you know, I'm, I'm listening. To, by the way, she's 4'11 on a good day, okay? <laughs> And long story short, she's a major in the Army. Because of her, I later on joined the Army. I went back at 28 years old, and I surprised her. No, at 33 years old, 34 years old. There's the videos online. I surprised her. We took her a bunch of gifts. I talked to the principal. She had no clue I was doing this. In front of all her students, I said how she changed my life. And do you know, Miss Sinclair and I, for the last 12 years, we've been pen pals? Really? Oh, she writes wow. me letters. When she dates a guy, she says, I want you to meet this guy. I go have lunch with the guy, and I say, so what do you think? She calls me afterwards. We've done this multiple times. This woman changed my life. She's a regular human being that made an impact on a 14-year-old kid's life that at 43 years old, 30 years later, we remember that. We need to tell those stories. Mm-hmm. Those day-to-day people that made a positive impact, we can't forget them. we got to recognize those folks as well. Because if we don't, the market's not going to do it. So, anyways, that was my rant, Scott. You the man. Apparently, <laughs> you're on. I'm glad you saw this. And uh, awesome. you're getting a shout-out. appreciate you for the gift. That backpack story was uh, dude, ridiculous. I thought, I, thought it, I thought it was like a vintage, cool yeah, this is thing. The, to hear the story. Now, this thing was... By the way, this, look at this, man. People going to walk past... Can you zoom in on this? Is there a way to zoom in on the... the, the what do you call it? On his... Uh, Plot, Carl Ray Whitmire, uh, U.S. Navy, World War II, was born August 20th, 1924, died January 16, 2002, loving husband, father, and grandpa, and obviously a leader as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to this man for what he did to impact a 13-year-old kid's life and now on PBD Podcast. What a yeah, freaking wow. story, man. I love that story, yeah. and I love stories like that, and I think that it's easy to talk about big names. Like we always talk about the politicians yeah. and the names of influencers mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And we say, you know, Kim Kardashian has a ripple effect or throughout the nation when she says something beyond meat, whatever ridiculous thing she's saying these days. <laughs> but, you know, really when we talk about morals and character, 
it's these people. You know, when you talk about a kid who feels motivated, he grows up poor and he feels motivated to build something, you know, it's going to be that teacher, that guidance counselor, that camp counselor that pulled him aside and told him a story and said, you can be anything you want to be. It's not always the parents, by the way. People always say parents, parents. It's not always parents. Not everyone has the privilege of being in a family where parents are supportive. Sometimes it's people on the outside, like the camp counselor, like the teacher. But that's why I always go back to like, the breakdown of community is the problem. The breakdown of all church. I don't care if you're religious, you're not religious. Church is a place where people go and they form a community. It's people who care about each other. It's people who make that eye contact, handshake. Families get to know each other. It's That is what shapes these young kids into, turns you know boys into men, girls into women, Turns, turns you into someone that's not going to hide behind, you know, some stupid emoji or whatever it is on your phone and say something nasty to somebody on social media, but instead is going to look somebody in the eye and have a real conversation. So these are the stories that build people. And these are the people that need to be highlighted. You know, I wish people, you're right, people who have a small number of followers on their accounts, instead of talking some nonsense about Kim K or whoever, whoever the, the person of the moment is, highlight stories like this that remind everyone of the importance of these communities. This story shook me today. I'm so glad you shared That's that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, just like during during uh, the pandemic, who's the guy from the office that just did the good news? And it was, you know, positive. You, know, you, know, you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Who's the guy from the office? During the pandemic, he shot something that was just called the good news. Which was, character from the office? Um, the one that was he, uh, like? date, he, he was like flirting with the, the office assistant the whole time. What was it called? Good news. Uh, it was the guy from the office. What's his name? I don't know. Anyway, but that he sounds was just great. doing this whole, it was just stuff like this and positive stories. I think they, I think he sold it to like a network. Oh, that's really? what people, oh, you, that guy right there, John Krasinski, he did something oh, John. called... Yeah, he did a Jim. military. He's talking about Jim. Jim. Yeah. 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 It was just positive and loving stories and all all positive stuff, which we don't get to hear and nobody gives a yeah. damn about. But, dude, that some good news. And I, I, think, I, I, wish, I, I wish the local news... I, I very rarely watch local news, but when you do watch it, it's very depressing. So and so was murdered today. Yeah, so and so. It's just story after story after. And I get it. Like, these are stuff. And they sensationalize horrible things. But, like, uh, on. Uh, I never watch it, but I remember there was a Robin Mead. She does. She's the girl that she's like the face of CNN headliner. Not CNN. Yeah. She, she always does, like, the, the, you know, morning sunshine, like the good story of the day, like heartwarming stories. Mm-hmm. Need more of those. Yeah. We need more, more Mr. Whitman stories. It's happening. It just needs to be highlighted. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, this stuff is happening. It's just not a moneymaker. Exactly. It's not a headline grabber. Right. It's sexist, not going to make people yeah. mad and fired yeah. up. And then, you know, sometimes it's not about being mad. And yeah. It's about yeah. being grateful. You, you, know, you, know, you know what the challenge is? Here, I think here's what the challenge is. So we know what, what weekend this is. It's the weekend that gets skipped. It's Father's Day weekend, right? We, right? Father's Day doesn't get, it gets one one hundred of the recognition that Mother's Day does for many reasons, but it's Father's Day, right? So what, what's, what's, what's the one thing we like? We want recognition now. We want results now. We want to be told that the little conversation we have with our son, we see the you know, residual effects of it when? Now. We want to go to the gym and see the six-pack now. We want to go out there and read a marriage book and our marriage gets fixed now. We want to go buy a mutual fund or a stock or a Bitcoin and we want to become rich now, right? Everything is now. Mm-hmm. But, but sometimes you have to know that that little value you taught to your son or your daughter 
you're probably not going to see the positive effects of it for 30, 40 years. And you have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you go buy that mutual fund or the stock and you're trying to be a millionaire tomorrow, you're probably not going to see the results of it for 10 or 20 years. It's okay. Right. Be patient. Sometimes when you go start a podcast and you're by yourself, nobody is there and you know, you're know 20 people. Like I remember we would do so, like 13 people. Oh, shit, sure, we got 13 people. I wonder who these 13 people are. Definitely not my relatives. Definitely not the people. Okay, to all the 13 people out there, thank you for listening, right? And then you realize later on, two, three, five, 10, 20 years later, there is impact, right? So, so we have to understand and be long-term thinking to know that the positive impact a person is making, a great teacher, I say great teacher because there's, there's the, the, the ones that go above and beyond, great leaders, great parents, great mothers, great fathers, those that take this stuff seriously, you're rarely going to be rewarded for the great job you're doing today. You're not going to get rewarded for a decade or two, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because when the recognition is given, the impact is a thousand times more than you would have gotten instantly. So just be patient. Mm -hmm. Don't expect to do good. I've had, had a guy that was working with me years ago. I really believed in this guy a lot. Uh, but he was overly uh, uh, negative, overly uh, arrogant, and everybody had a hard time working with this guy. This was a sales office I was running like in 2004, 2005, insurance. I was sitting down. I'm like, listen, man, listen, do you realize you've had so many jobs the last 10 years? And you sit in front of me, and when it's just you and I, all you talk about is how all your bosses were bad, okay? <laughs> you have to understand, maybe one boss I'll buy. Maybe two boss I'll buy. But if you tell me eight bosses were bad, I have a problem with that. And you have to be aware of this, that it's not the world. You're extremely capable. You're extremely talented. You have a heart inside. Somebody in your family ruined you a little bit. What words they said or they made your life easier. Your, dad, your mommy babied you and you're just a little pansy now a little bit. Someone needs to tell you. <laughs> but if you can depansify yourself and toughen up a little bit, I think one day you can truly make a massive impact in your life. This is a late night conversation that we had. He'll remember this. So what happens six months later? He leaves, okay? And now I'm the enemy. I'm the new boss that he You're had. The ninth guy so, that now, so, so he's trashing me behind closed doors. And you know this and da-da-da-da. I'm like, dude, I'm so patient. I said, dude, I'm going to get that phone call. What happens five years later? I get that phone call. He's the president of a bank. A hundred employees report to him and work with him. He's making killer money. He calls me. He says, you have no idea how hard it is to make this call and how much I've been looking forward to making this call. I wow. said, tell me why. I said, do you know what this? I said, of course I know who you are. I've spent a lot of time. We ran a lot of appointments together. He says, do you know what I'm doing right now? I said, I have no clue. He says, I'm officially the president of such and such bank. He sends me the details. I don't want to disclose it. He's making multi-six figures. He's killing it. Got a wife, got kids. He says, Pat, no one in my life talked to me the way you talked to me that day. My own family wouldn't challenge me the way you challenge me. But I've been reliving that conversation the last five years, and I finally realized it is on me. It was my fault. It wasn't my boss's fault. And I took responsibility. Look at my life now. Those are my favorite phone calls. And by the way, mm -hmm. I am so patient because I receive those calls all the time. Maybe not in a year. Maybe not two. Maybe not three. Maybe not five. Maybe not ten. But you're going to get that calls Because eventually we realize the only way you can change your life is what? through you. Mm -hmm. The only way things change is through taking personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. That's the only way things change. So, you know, uh, to those that sometimes we are so conditioned social media, the point you made, we want the likes now. We want the shares now. We want the views now. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Future you know looks who, bright. You know who has a lot of conversations like that? Hmm. Dads. 
Dads. Yeah. Dads. My dad sits me down. You know, you, you brought up Father's Day. I just want to say, like, shout out to all the dads. Dads are so important. Big time. I mean, in my house, my dad, I would sit down with my dad. My husband always jokes with me and he says, I love you because you have so much self-respect. And, you know, my dating history, we'll probably get into this at some point on your show. <laughs> but my dating history was like, I don't put all the goods out there. You know, I'm not like that. I'm very selective. Those conversations, the reason I'm the way that I am, came from conversations I had with my dad. Powerful. My dad taught me, like, you need to respect yourself or they won't. This is how you need to be treated by a man. This is how a man treats you. This is how a boy treats you. Know the difference. Mm -hmm. Those conversations happen with my dad. Conversations about discipline in school. Everyone who everyone here knows, you probably already figured out I have no patience. It's not a good trait. <laughs> my dad is always on the phone, like, be patient. It's a virtue. You mm. must learn patience. I'm working at it. But those those important conversations, yes, I'm close with my mom. You know, we're like a girls club, my mom and I. She's my best friend. But don't underestimate the power of a dad. And it just reminded me, I know you're a dad. I know you love your kids so much. But that, what you just did, is something that dads do so well. And it's so important to have those kinds of conversations, to be straight with your kids. Shout out to the dads. It just reminded me of my dad and how he talks to me. Sometimes you need that reality mm, check. Yeah. And my dad does it in a very different way from my mom. My mom and I can kind of be like, did you see? Yes, I did. And she agrees with me. And we're <laughs> like, but my dad sometimes is like, hold up. You know, this is, and, and he really made me into someone. People say, when people say to me, you're a badass, I'm like, thanks, dad. Every time, every time. So shout What's out to dads. Tony. Tony. He's listening, by the way. He's, he's hey, a Tony, fan. How you doing? Respect Tony. But by the way, you know how they say anyone can be a dad, but not everyone can be a father. Yeah. Amen. A father figure yeah. is, is, is super important, or a fatherly figure is, is so important. Oh, and by the way, you know, I gave Jedediah like a slow clap earlier. I want to give you a clap. I don't know, like, <laughs> You're but, in a but clapping I'm, mode. Today, I'm in a clapping yeah. mode. Yeah, uh, you're in a good mode. Yeah. Good I love mode. It. But, good. but what you said is is so freaking powerful, Pat. Because it kind of goes back to my point. We were arguing, but it's like, look, you can go every excuse and all the president yeah. or the politics. It's like you got to look in the mirror and you got to take some accountability for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's really what the what. I don't know the, the, the sort of the message. So listen, well, I mean, it, it, it's so weird how this whole thing came about, and it, it, this was not part of our podcast no? No. not at all. This is all because of Scott Rodriguez. It's your fault, Scott, Thank and you, we appreciate Scott. you Thanks for Scott. doing you, Scott. this. Yes, Scott's a member. But happy Father's Day! Happy, happy Father's Daddy's Day, Day. Yeah. Yes, and happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day to the guy that created all this, Gabriel Bede. Gabriel, my guy, he's, he's, my a, guy. Fan. he's a fan of yours. He's a fan, yeah, definitely so. listen. He used to be a fan of mine, but now since I started talking more risque stuff, he's moved on. By the way, Happy Father's Day to Tyler. As well, oh, yeah. yes. Happy Father's Day. Okay, so let's go. Let's go to the next story. Let's go to yeah. the next story. Let's take the story of Amazon. I want to know what uh, what our friend here, Vinny, has to say. So Amazon <laughs> says it's going to start making prime deliveries by drone later this year in California. Okay, is that a good idea or a bad idea? Another insider story. So Amazon packages you receive later this year could be delivered by drone, not a driver. At least if you live in Lockland, Lockerford. Lockford, California. Customers there will be uh, seeing items available for prime air delivery on Amazon. They'll make purchases as usual, and a drone will fly to the designated delivery location. The device will descend into the customer's backyard, hover, hover, and release the package and fly back again. Amazon says its drones have a sense and avoid system that helps them spot both stationary and moving objects to avoid colliding with people, pets, other aircrafts, <laughs> other obstacles. <laughs> the drone's 
course correct if they identify obstacles in order to avoid them. And when descending at a customer's home, they make sure the surrounding area is empty for landing. Do you believe that? I don't trust any of that shit. <laughs> First of all, like think about Elon. It's not like Elon Musk is do, uh, behind this technology. And even his cars have been crashing and doing whatever. But bro, like, can you just imagine the excuses for like, why, where's my package? I can't. They're like, listen, out of our control, a hawk attacked the shit out of your thing. It fell into <laughs> And just think about it. And think about it malfunctioning and falling on people. Like, and how big, how big of a package are they saying that they're going to be sending? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What? How big is it? Did they, did they specify? It didn't say microwave. No. You know, just <laughs> baseballs. Like, what are they? What are they sending? But I, I don't trust it. I mean, yeah, I, I just think if, if we're if we're 10, 12 years old and you got a BB gun, you're a kid, <laughs> dude. That's like target practice. <laughs> Imagine the problems are going to come. I what are you going to maneuver like a BB gun? Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> These are like legit drones. Yeah, it's, what do you think, Adam? I, I don't think it's, it's going to be insane. I, Fly, uh, like there's enough stuff in the sky, like with airplanes and stuff. It's like you're now you're going to have drones flying around. That's really like, scary, bro. I feel like I you trust, would like a drone. Uh, I trust Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I think he's going to figure it out. You're the only one. You're the I do. only one. Tyler, pull up this website. It's relentless.com. That's his website? No, no. This is uh. relentless.com. What do you think is going to come up? Relentless.com, boom, goes to Amazon. Wow. This guy ain't stopping. He's figured it out. He'll continue to figure it out. Look, Elon Musk gets all the headlines. He's dating the you know, the women. He's doing all the route, you know, but low-key, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Is that you, Adam? I'm You're the low-key? You no, I'm definitely Bezos not the low-key guy. I'm more, I'm more <laughs> the, 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 the loudmouth guy. You know, Vinny, you know, you know what it's like. Bro. But I think this guy's going to figure it out. I think mm-hmm. he's got a long-term if, vision. If I get hit in the head with yeah. a fallen package from Amazon, I'm suing the shit. But let, let me ask you this. How much of this do you think, about, if you're listening, I'm curious, I want to hear your, your commentary. How much of this do you think it's us uh, not wanting to embrace change? And how much of it is just weird, period? No, it's weird. Listen, uh, let me just announce this now. Keep the drones off my lawn. <laughs> All I, I, Did I ever tell you the story in Brooklyn when Jeremy was butt naked walking through the apartment and the drone flew no. up? Oh, yeah. Jeremy's mm. at home like, yeah, you I saw need the to photos. tell all my ah. business. Ah. <laughs> Well my done, like, Jedidiah. My mother said that to him. He was like, my mother uh, had an exchange with him once when she was like, oh, I heard about the drone. And he's like, did you see it on the internet? He was so paranoid. <laughs> his pictures, his nude pictures are going to be on the internet. But yeah, they were, they were surveilling my building and they just mm-hmm. didn't tell us. They were doing something and it just rose up and Jeremy was butt naked. I was like, no, I'm out on drone. All this stuff, I'm out on AI. Interesting. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I don't need it. I will. What? Is it so hard? to go get your packages at the front. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Why do you have to modernize everything? Yeah. Why does everything yeah. need to look like the And Jetsons? all those drivers are going to be, you know, there's going to be less drivers. Than lo- it all comes down to this. Are you a Flintstones girl or are you a Jetsons girl? You guys know the Flintstones? Yeah. I don't need to fly. Yeah. Wow. I don't need that, to get my car to fly. You sounding very Team boomer Flintstone. right now. Give Jen. me some Bam Bam. You sounded, you sounded very <laughs> boomer. Back in my day, me and Back Fred Flintstone. Listen, not that old, Jed. You all know I would hop in a DeLorean, Tyler knows, and <laughs> oh. go back Hell to 1985 yeah. if I could. But no, there's some things that just don't need to be modernized. This will be abused. My answer to you is that this sounds all cool right now. Sounds mm-hmm. great. Sounds fun. Reality glasses, you put them on. You're like, oh, there I am in an alternate universe. Give it a minute. It will be abused. There will be surveillance. Mm-hmm. Oh, this thing will be on when it's not supposed like, to be on. They're watching us. It's going to happen. Tyler, DeLorean. This is just the new DeLorean. Do you have a DeLorean, oh, Patrick? I do not. Listen, Patrick, if I had the cash, I don't. <laughs> I would get a DeLorean. If you, you can figure out. You mean the new ones or the OG ones? 
if you Tyler, can let's figure see different out, images, right? If Patrick buys a DeLorean, that. Back to the Future style, That's I'm going to be so sick. jealous. They're selling this. These already? are real Does cars now. Wow. I'll it's tell you this: if you can get a DeLorean, Back to the Future style, I will. Th- honestly, I don't even know if I'll be able to continue to work here. That's I'll be good. so jealous. You like it that much? Oh my no god! No joke. Oh my God! Wow. And if you can figure out how to take mm-hmm. people back and forth in time, that's another so level. That's but you'd that's... want the flex capacitor. You want that thing Listen, right here. I want it all. Okay. One point twenty-one gigawatts. She wants and all the smoke. It's a great topic too, Tyler. Yeah. We should do this. Make a note. Would you go <laughs> yeah. back in time or would you go forward in time? Because those are that separates two different types of people in the population. What would you do? Would you rather go back to the future or go to the future? I go I go, go back. back like in history or yeah. go to the future. I go back and grab the sports sports almanac. That's what you would do. With God, you and Doc that's Brown. Smart. You and Emmett Brown. Now he's making the money. Now I'm making a point. You oh, and yeah. Biff. I, to be honest with you, I think I would go back to see great moments, like amazing moments of history that happened, and like you know what I mean, like that that, that molded. That's a very good us. question, by the way. Would you? Would, would give a year. Would you rather go back or go to that's the future? A poll right there. Let's I, put that poll I, out. I, Twitter. I, I, I kind of go. I I do personally would go put back that poll out to, there just to witness yeah. amazing moments. What year? And see where things was. I I because the futures. I, Whatever, it's just going to be like, like she said, like all the meta and all that stuff. What are they trying to say for the future? How about this? Pick a year you want to go to. You go first, Vinny. We'll go around wow. the table here. What Pick a year. year. And write it in the chat, by the way. Would you want to go back to the, you know, in the past, back to the future? Look at me giving up my good or, show exactly. topics to the PBD Or do podcast. you want to go to the future and see what it looks like and give the year that you want to go to? Wow. I think this is a great it's a topic. Great topic. That's amazing. I'm, Vincenzo, I'm, go ahead. Don't take too long. Just pick I'm, a year. To be honest, I, I, I don't want 1978 when I was born. There you go. That's, That's a good what I would. One. I would love to see what was going mm-hmm. on and who was around the people and people that was just like, ah, there's another kid or somebody that was like, mm-hmm. I love him. He's cute. I like 1992. I like 1992. There was just enough of modernization. I love the 90s. Mm-hmm. Tyler, Tyler knows. Bill Clinton's the president. 90s. Listen, I don't need Fresh to talk about. Fresh Prince is the I coolest guy on the planet. I don't need to talk about Bill Clinton, but you know, there was good comedy. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. was fun. Life was fun. It was before all these phones. You had a good time. 90s were good. People who were hanging out in the 90s, I would pick a different high school. My high school experience sucked. I'd go a different. I'd want to go back like as an adult, though. I want to enjoy it as I am now, you know? 90s. 90s girl all the way. Sick. I'm going back to 1776. I want to see what's going down. <laughs> patriotic. I want to see what's going. I want to be in that room. I want to see Ben Franklin. But, but with all the I money you see, have now, right? Yeah, you can yeah, bring I your cash. Hamilton. I want to see George Washington. I just want to see those conversations. The founding fathers of this country, what we are today, those conversations being in the room. What would you look like with that gear on if you actually had? Can <laughs> we have a can powder, wig? Powdered have, have, have a meal. Oh, my God. I have make a picture. It. Have meal. Please pull up. Okay, you can find it right now. Pull up. Uh... Valuetainment money, Ben Franklin. Please tell me You're this pops up. Him? Please tell me this pops up. The thumbnail as Adam. If you as come ben on Franklin. as a guest on my show, I'm going to need you to be 100%. in that attire, Adam. Please, please tell me that there's or an cat. image. Those are your two options. Oh, they don't have it. They it, don't have it. They there put me my face bill. on Ben. On I looked hair? disgusting. It was not a good look. It didn't work. By the way, if I said that I could one one figure in American history who I could go um, kick it with, Ben Franklin. Really. Dude, that guy did everything. He, you know, he was like 40 years older than all those guys, than George Washington, like, James Madison. Sent- he was the OG. He was inventing things. He was also a ladies' man. He was, he was a big if, pimp. If he was like, Adam, let's go hang out. You're like, no. we're going to do with some girls. He's like, no, I'm going to fly this kite with some metal on it. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to start some shit. Pat, what about you? Yeah, PBD, you I'm really trying to think. I mean, it, it would be to meet certain characters, right? I already know so, your answer, by the way. So I wouldn't mind. I mean, you, you're going you're gonna to think Shaw, like I'd want to exactly. go to a certain era with the Shaw. Yeah. I would want to know Alexander, what it was like when when he was doing what he was Alexander doing. Alexander the Great. Oh yeah. I oh, you're going know. back thousands. I'd of be years. so curious That's to know so what he was dope. doing. I'd be curious to know what it was like, like to be where you know Jesus is walking. Just curious to know what it was like. You know what kind of criticism 
was it during that season? I'd love to go to seventeen seventy six where you're going. Uh, yeah, it would be it would be that because if you go to the future, let's just say you go a hundred years from now, like twenty one twenty two. How wow. crazy is oh it? Oh my god! Is it filled with drones? Like Aliens. what is <laughs> what is considered sexy? Are people working? What do houses look like? Are there cars? Is there smartphones? Are the smartphones like a thing of the past? Like no one's using smartphones anymore. By the way, you look like Top Gun in there. Look That's, at that picture. He looks like uh, he looks like he belongs in Top Send Gun. Send me that picture. I'm gonna I'm gonna recreate Highway that. to the danger zone. Look at that face right there. That's your new Tinder photo. I like that. Wow, mustache. that's a good I look. I did that there. for John Stossel. I said, I, I said, I respect your mustache. Was it John Stossel? Yeah. Yeah, it could have been John Stossel. <laughs> yeah, I respect but you know that what's mustache. Scary? We just Send had me this, that, Tyler. We just had this conversation. No one picked the future because we're all a little fearful. We're all a little, if not fearful, just like, good mm, point. I don't know. Who knows? Which tells you, are we going in the right direction here? No. There's too much going on that we don't like, that we're uncomfortable with, that we're unsure about. Or yeah, we but all I feel like, or you maybe for one would have plunged in. We're getting older. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe we're getting older. That's the thing. I read a Time magazine uh, where the cover said how, you know, the next generation, they're such narcissists. All they want to do is take pictures of themselves and all this <laughs> stuff. And I'm reading, I'm like, wow, they're right, they're right. And then the writer ends the article in the best way. So if you agreed with everything I said, mm-hmm. maybe you're right, or maybe you're just getting old. Mm. And then the article just yeah. drops. <laughs> Okay. By the oh. way, <laughs> so. get, let's give a shout out to Brian Callen because he told a story the last time he was there on the yeah. podcast a few weeks ago where you were on Vinny. Yeah. And he and he wrote this letter about oh the kids don't get it these days. They're yeah. so entitled. They you know, they they you know, they take things for granted. They're you know, they like, kids, 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 kids. Signed Socrates. Yeah. Wasn't it uh, was it Plato or Socrates, whoever it was. And it's just like as you get older, young you don't get these young kids don't get it. You know so, what we should do? We should hit like a man on the street and ask mm-hmm. people of all ages around Florida. What I'm curious if it is an age thing. I love that. Hit it out and be like, hey, if you could go, would you go forward? Would you go backward? What mm-hmm. year would you pick? Why? I actually like I'm that. curious to I see like if it's a generational divide. I like it. Let's do it. I think either Vinny or Adam or any of our guys here with yeah. the, 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 Natalia would I, do I, it. I, mm-hmm. I think the younger people would definitely go to the future, obviously. But the um, older people what that if have they lived say no, though? History. Can you imagine? How amazing. If they say no, then we're like, we're all fucked. Like, we're, all, <laughs> <laughs> we're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's hilarious. You go to like a, like a, a 16-year-old, like, well, I, I, like I, think, I don't, I don't want to see. I'm scared. I think it's, um, you know, we talked about the fear and greed index. The back Going backwards is nostalgic. Right, going forward is uncertainty. So you know what you're getting yourself in the past, and you know you're only going to highlight the good, right? So in the future, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Do we have houses? Yeah, I think we're going to have houses and smartphones, but we might not have a phone in your hand. You might. You just- think we're wearing clothes? You think they're still clothes? Yeah, know. yeah, I think they're you, still clothes. You Pat. think we're still covering ourselves up? You think people yes. care about that? You think it's so crazy? <laughs> yeah. No, you. Th- I mean, you think like I'm? I'm not joking because. You think like at that point, so many people have campaigned about you know walking around nude that many people are not wearing clothes, and we've accepted it. Yeah, I know it sounds like a weird. By the way, I know you say it's weird, dude. Look, some of this that were accepted <laughs> today in America, yeah. shit's crazy. Thirty years ago, you would have said no way in the freaking world. You think forty years from now, you're like going to the mall. 50% of walking people are just naked. And you're not even looking at them. It's just like, ah, just another, another naked. We're so like immune I, I to it. I don't like that at all. I don't like that look at all. I, don't well, th- I think, it, you I think may 80% like of it, people are gross. Depending on where you go. 
South Beach naked. Yeah, All right, cool. we're going, we're going. <laughs> the, by the way, from Imagine a party boy yeah. to party man Bad. to party grandpa. Yeah, oh. that's Adam. Uh, I'm called right? Gil. So look, grandpa. I think I think it's a perfect time to bring up a story that okay. uh, a, a love story. It's a very very uh, it's, a, it's a special moment here. Amber Heard admits she still loves Johnny mm. Depp. Oh man, isn't that yeah. like it takes me back to like Notebook, right? <laughs> Amber Heard has admitted that she absolutely still loves her ex-husband Johnny Depp. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, I love him. I love him with all my heart, and I tried the best I, uh, I could to make a deeply broken relationship work. And I couldn't. I have no bad feelings or will towards him at all. I know that might be hard to understand, or it might be really easy to understand if you ever loved anyone. However, despite the actress admitting that she still loves her former spouse she once again doubled down on her allegations that he physically abused her throughout the relationship hitting back at the claims that she faked bruising uh, in order to uh, incriminate him insisting that she would have been accused of lying whether or not she had visible injuries so what do you think about some of the comments? I feel like she's got to get away and just be quiet, and she's just making it worse for herself, right? She's hoping she's going to be nice with stuff like this, where he's like, "All right, you don't have to pay me the what is eight million or whatever she owes him." Oh, Defamation. he's not. He's not a dummy. Like, let me. He, she's, he's going to take it hundred percent. Let me tell you. Do, do, let me give you basic math. How many years did she steal from him? Um, six years. Six. Okay, take six. take six years. When you're when you're fifty years old, and you got thirty more years to live, what's six divided by thirty? 20%. Yeah, she took 20% of your life. That's a lot of life. Okay, You think he's going to give that up for a creative guy like him? That his high is off creating movies and playing characters? That's his escape? That's his art? That's 20% of your life that was stolen from you. So you think that's, that's, that's her pitch, though? She was like, hey, I, I'm, I love and I love no. you and mm. there's love. I don't know if it was stolen, Pat. He's a big boy. He can make his own decisions. At any point, he could have been like, get out. But he stayed in it. I don't get it. Yeah, that's a good question. Why did he stay? Yeah. Like, I, get out, listen, bro. Anybody that's in a toxic relationship, and go they stay have in a it, conversation with Leonardo understand. DiCaprio, and he shows you how you should act. Yeah, he's a bad boy. Listen, it, it, Just so at this, have you seen how this guy looks? He's like one chromosome away from being a girl. This, this guy's a extremely. Johnny Depp. He's part of the Brad Pitt community. They're just they're too <laughs> they're too pretty, right? What a terrible. Yeah, picture, not right? these uh, days though. He's a little fat but, and bloated. It, but but here's here's what you got to say when you're in it. Mm -hmm. And you left a great marriage and you go into it with somebody like her and your own daughters maybe didn't want this situation. It's a tough place to be. It's a very tough place to be that he went through. But anyways, do you believe like do you believe Amber's doing this to what? To kind of get the media to be nicer to her? Do you I believe it's a message to him or she's just playing games again? I think she was so humiliated. I mean, it was so obvious to everyone. I don't know one person, left, right, center, no matter how you feel about Me Too movement, believe mm. all women, any of that. I don't know one person that watched her testimony or any of it and believed what she was saying. I mean, it was deeply embarrassing mm -hmm. what she did to her herself. Her name is a full-on joke at this point. She yeah, did it herself, point. and she, she did a lot to discredit the movement, and she... She brought this on herself. So I think she's embarrassed, humiliated. She knows full well that everybody with, with, with a brain, with any sense of reality, walked away from that and said she lied, she made this up, what a disgrace. Uh, I think people who do really believe in the movement, Me Too movement, and believe all women, I don't be, I don't think you should believe all women on moment one. Uh, I think you have to investigate these things and everyone's entitled to yeah. get up a proper investigation. But I think she's humiliated, and it's like, what do I? What do you say at this point? What do you say now? This is idiocy because everyone's going to be like, "This is your line. 
You destroyed him publicly. You brought this up. You lied. You made it into this big thing. You're now humiliated. Now you're going to say you love the guy. Come on. No one's buying this. No one's going to be like, oh, she loves him. No, not one person. What happens to her? Like, you know, OJ, what he did, he comes back. OJ, OJ, OJ comes back and he does what he does. Took a while, though. Took a while, uh, and by the way, he's not he, he he's not somebody that is accepted. Like Sasha Baron Cohen did an interview with him. If you've not seen it, you have to watch it. It's uncomfortable. I'll show it to you afterwards. Okay, it's ridiculous. Please. Yeah, okay. on what he did. It's it's seriously like what the way he called them out was very weird. Yeah. So he dresses Sasha up Baron like this Cohen, Italian guy, and sure. he brings this drop dead gorgeous Italian model in, and he's he's talking to her in Italian, but it's bullshit. He's, he doesn't speak Italian, <laughs> yeah, of course, and yeah. he says, "This is." Uh, OJ, 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 Buffalo Billa, you know, and he's <laughs> oh, no. like, she's like, I, I don't know OJ. I don't says, know him. He says, OJ, la, 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 oh, And he's like, oh, OJ, OJ, oh my God, OJ. And then OJ's sitting there, he's like, did he walk off the interview? Let me tell you. That's how, that's Sasha Baron Cohen. That's Borat right there. So anyway, so even OJ making a comeback. Sasha, you know, what happens to Amber Heard? Oh, I you think know, she can make a comeback. You think she can make a comeback? She, listen, cast, everything's okay. possible. Hollywood is a different world. Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. cast her. They'll cast they'll her. Not it. right away, though. I think she's mm-hmm. going to have to sit it out for a minute. Um, I think there are people, legitimately, mm-hmm. women in Hollywood who are mad about this because they feel like she did discredit what they were trying to do. But mm-hmm. there are also going to be people that give it a minute and they'll rally. They'll be like, oh, this was a ploy. She was taken advantage of. They'll go with some stupid talking point. No one else believes Hollywood will resurrect 100%. her. Just give it a minute. You said redemption. They Americans love that. Yeah. She they, look yeah. look at her all the unbattled stuff, and now she's dude. She'll be in a movie in a year or two, guaranteed. But think about hundred percent. Think about That's the metaphor similar. we're making right now. <laughs> what? Alleged murderer killing his ex-wife and the other guy. Shout out to Kato Kalen and Tom Zenner, by the way. Um, murderer. Yep. Fake domestic abuse. No. Not exactly apples to well, apples. Let me ask right you, there. who would you put on that list? Kevin Spacey? Would you put that on the list? Zero people are on OJ's list. He's, no, no, no. He's not full on murder. List. On Amber Heard's list. Who else you put what on Amber Mel Heard's Gibson list? What about Mel Gibson and those comments he made yeah. that was viewed as racist? These are all PG. Mel, Mel Gibson is common, but he was destroyed. Yeah. Right? You look at what happened to Mel Gibson. He was a top five best actor at the time when he was speaking to Facts. disappeared right and my one of my favorite actors to watch the guy was mm-hmm. hilarious and he was a great actor you know so many good looking guy yeah, and gonna... very very good looking guy yeah <laughs> but but who's gonna make a comeback first her or kevin spacey her it's gonna her. be her because she's still young and relatively hot it depends on the topic at hand and the appetite like how upset are people about it what's the mood of the moment on that topic you know, if it's something racist, or forget it. I mean, it's it's done. Yeah. But if it's something like this, I think she's got a little bit more leeway. And again, Adam, you're right. You can't compare, you know, the OJ story. But if we're talking about media and Hollywood, that's the conversation. You know, it's not about the severity of what was done. Okay. It's about mm-hmm. the media's appetite to resurrect somebody. Scott just gave good perspective. Scott H. So who make a comeback first, her or Jesse Smollett? Uh, let me pronounce it correctly. Her. Juicy Smollett. Her. <laughs> uh, but because mind you, Patrick, very good point. Juicy uh, Jesse Smollett. He he got released out of. Pr- he's still out of prison. You know that, right? They released him because he's of mental of, pressure, panic, anxiety. I don't know what it is, but he was yeah. arrested. He was like, you know, I, if I, I'm not going to commit suicide, he did all that spiel. Yeah. And then two days later, they they got him out. I don't know what. Shh. 
Spiel. 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 Use the, the little spiel. The spiel. Not spiel. So who? Spiel. So who do you think Smollett. will make a comeback for Smollett before her? Because what? there are too. You know why though? I think because there are too many people yeah. in positions of power who agreed with him, who propped him up. They're not going to want to admit they. You know they don't. They don't want their reputations ruined. So they're going to have to. Everyone's going to have to forget about this real fast so that they can have their reputations. You know, reinstated as Interesting. well. Well, okay. let's not let's That's not forget who Amber Heard went after either. It wasn't some Joe Schmo nobody. It was Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Jack Blunt. Johnny Depp is exceptionally beloved by the people. Yeah, good I way. don't think she can recover from this. Four point six so? million wow. people have signed this petition to remove her from Aquaman Oof, too. Wow. I, That's a lot. Love Johnny Depp is done with Disney now. Think about all the phenomenal, like just for Disney movies. People loved him as Captain Jack Sparrow, as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And Pat, you know what? And and, and going off of uh, Tyler, you know, I love Johnny Depp. He would dress up as Jack Black, the entire, everything from head to toe, and go to like cancer hospitals. And these kids were like, oh my, dude, you want to talk about crying? Watch one of those videos and tell me if you could not cry throughout the whole thing. It's amazing. He's a, he's an amazing guy. Just you know, really shitty. Situation. And he really like if you watch some of the testimony in the trial, he just kept it together. He did. He was just cool, calm, and collected. And she came off crazy. By the way, <laughs> some people may call that acting. <laughs> Whoa. Well, then she's World a terrible actor. Well, she's horrible. <laughs> she said she sucks. That yeah. she shouldn't be in movies anyway because she sucks. Because if she was trying to pull that off. Sorry. I love it. Many people in Hollywood are uh, uh, suck, but they're extremely attractive, mm-hmm. and that helps. So you can be a five as an actor, but ten as a looks, and you can have a place in Hollywood yeah, and work right. your way up. Don't so, forget, we're in the attention economy, and she gets eyeballs. I don't think Jesse Smollett gets eyeballs like she does. Think of all the people, news people, Let people in high you. positions of power that defended him. Let me ask you, would we want to interview her here? Would 110%. Okay, can we reach out? Let's make a note. We'll reach out and, you know, we'll even, you know, support a charity of her choosing. Yeah. Like, didn't she want to give some money to, uh, what do you call it, to, uh, uh, what were the, those the two charities she wanted? Endeavors. Yeah, I don't, yeah, we'll support, we'll, getting, we'll help a portion. She pledged $6 yeah. million. Well, we'll help with a portion of that pledge. As long as she doesn't poop amazing. in the green yeah. room, <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> no poop in the green room. No promises. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Exactly. All right, no problem. let's go to the next one. So Bitcoin, Bitcoin. We talked mm. about it a little bit, but... Yeah. Uh, there's a few things that's going on with Bitcoin, and it's like three stories in one. Uh, one of them is what happened with Bitcoin. It goes to 20200 Okay, we know that already on how big of a drop. It is nearly 66% drop off. It's an 18-month low of where Bitcoin is at. Uh, El Salvador is down $52 million on the Bitcoin that they bought, having invested more than $104 million purchasing Bitcoin for the National Treasury. In the 10 months since buying it, it's legal tender. El Salvador's holdings are now valued at $51.5 million, more than 50% loss. Bitcoin's price at press time was $22,400. The president has announced 10 purchases of Bitcoin since uh, September of 2021. The country at at last checked uh, 2,301 Bitcoins acquired at an average of $45,000. By the way, if you believe in dollar cost averaging, maybe not a bad time to buy some more Bitcoin. And then Coinbase lays off 18% of their workforce as executives prepare for recession and crypto winter. Wow. Coinbase is laying off almost a fifth of their workforce amid a collapse in the stock market and crypto prices. Coinbase has roughly 5,000 full-time employees transitioning, translating to a headcount reduction of around 1,100 people. CEO Brian Armstrong pointed to a possible recession and need to manage Coinbase burn rate and increase efficiency. He also said the company grew too quickly uh, during a bull market. Coinbase has initially uh, said it was pausing hiring. Two weeks later, the crypto giant announced that it was extending the freeze for the foreseeable future. Earlier, district Coinbase said it planned to add 2,000 jobs. So think about it. 
earlier this year in January, they said they're going to add 2,000 jobs in product engineering and design. Five months later, not only did they freeze that, but they're letting go of 1,800 people. How quickly things can change in just five months. Adam, you have friends in the crypto community. Mm -hmm. When you're talking to your peers, these are guys that have names that are known within that business. What are they saying how low they think Bitcoin is going to go to? Um, 17,000 was the number I heard from our good friend, Leah Halpern, who you met. She's like obsessed with Bitcoin. Um, she's on Fox News all the time. That's sort of her target. But they, they have a saying in the Bitcoin community. They call it HODL. You familiar with this? H-O-D-L? You don't know? So I, I think someone fell asleep and was trying to say hold, yeah. like buy and hold strategy. <laughs> That's great. And they wrote HODL. So in the Bitcoin community, you talk about HODL. So whether you got in at 5K or 10K or 20K or 60K, you HODL. Like it's not, it's not any different from anyone who invests in the stock market. They say have a long-term strategy. Don't be a day trader. Be a decade trader, right? Buy and hold strategy and that's how you typically would win. So if you're a hodler or hodler you're going to be okay because you believe in bitcoin but if you're a day trader you're trying to get rich quick you know you might fly too close to the sun like icarus and get burned we've had a, a common theme on this uh on this podcast today and it's uh personal accountability and patience that's been a big thing and if you're willing to be patient i'm sure you'll end up fine if you're freaking out you're gonna sell and you know you know who's actually looking better than ever these days no shocker here Peter warren Schiff. buffett Oh, oh, Peter Schiff because of gold, and yeah. he was talking a bunch of trash. Okay, Peter so Schiff, would you say that, would you say to start buying? Like, if you had, if you if yeah, you had the money, Bitcoin right is on sale right now. Exactly. Some of the conversations we've had is, I think, when Bitcoin hit like fifty or sixty k, we're like, is it more likely to go to a hundred k or zero? Do you want to reassess that now? Because I don't think that Bitcoin's going to zero. I think Bitcoin's here to stay. But everyone got, again, so caught up with just get Bitcoin, you're gonna rich. Get Bitcoin, you're gonna get rich. Well, I know a lot of people who bought at sixty. And they're, you know, what, 80% underwater at this point. So if you're a hodler and you believe in Bitcoin long term, well, things will be okay. My takeaway from this podcast today is I need a financial advisor. <laughs> I mean, what's going on here is way over my head. But, you know, people say, I hear people say all the time, oh, this Bitcoin stuff, this crypto stuff, this is for the rich. This is for people who don't, you can just throw 100 grand here and you don't worry about it. You don't think about it. You don't care about it. Whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. What do you say to people who don't have like all that money to spare? They want to they want to get involved. Is it too risky? Just a general question. I know I sound yeah. ridiculous when I ask these questions, but I'm asking for the average Well, person. there's something called asset allocation, right? And I've been saying, just follow what the big boys do. Follow what the big boys do. They're not putting 100% of their money in freaking Bitcoin. They put 3%. Or 5%, right? Like, you've got some Bitcoin, some crypto. It's probably 1% of your net worth, give or take, right? The problem is when you're so obsessed with Bitcoin and you think it's the only thing out there and I all I do is I buy Bitcoin and I buy more Bitcoin. It's like, yeah, but how are you paying Brent? How are you buying? Right, like, that's what, you, what I'm saying. I, Those like, people, right. So, like... We, we we talked. You brought up El Salvador, right? The president, uh, yeah. Naib Bukele, yeah. right? This country has been like the biggest advocate for buying Bitcoin for the last X amount of years, right, Pat? Like this guy, the country as itself, as far as it's like he's beloved by the crypto community. Exactly, yeah. he's like the guy. You know, how much did they put in? Exactly. So he bought one hundred one million dollars, hundred million, and he bought yeah. it sixty k. Okay, so at forty five k, forty forty five k. So they've over, uh, over a fifty percent yeah. loss. Yeah. Okay. All right. The country's going to crumble. I assume. I come. No, but let's look at his asset allocation. He said right here. 
The El Salvador finance minister, Alejandro Zayo, said the Bitcoin losses pose extremely minimal risk of the country's fiscal position. Why? Because he noted that the amount foots less than 0.5% of the government budget. So they didn't go all in on all Bitcoin, right. 1%. I tell people all the time, you know, you should, if you're young, you should be in probably 80% stocks, maybe 10% bonds. Obviously, you need to have cash. And then dabble in some more riskier investments. Listen, anybody who's shocked that this happened to Bitcoin has been tuning out what everyone's been saying. Bitcoin is a volatile asset. It's a risky investment. Don't put all your money in it. So you either tuned out the noise or you went all in. I'll give you some feedback here. Uh, my feedback is don't put money in anything you know nothing about, period. If you want to put money in it, go learn. And don't even just lean on your financial advisor. I, I've been a financial advisor for 20 plus years. I start off with Morgan Stanley. Don't lean on your financial advisor. The relationship I have with my financial advisors, I'm constantly asking questions. I'm asking, like I had a question for him yesterday with Stripe. They're about to go public. What's going to happen with Stripe public? You know, all these other guys that are going to go public. What's happened to the public market? What are we looking at with rates? You know, crypto, all these other things to learn. But for you... Like, hey, Pat, man, you made all this money in cards. I'm going to go buy some cards. Don't, <laughs> unless if you know about sports and players, okay? Uh, uh, only put the money in things that you know about. So so that's one uh, formula. So then this means, well, what do I want to go learn? If you want to go learn real estate, go learn real estate before you invest into real estate. If you want to go learn crypto, go learn before you invest. If it's stocks, equities, go learn before you invest. Almost every stock right now is on sale, mm -hmm. and no one's going to get it right of what the bottom's going to be. Nobody ever gets it right. And those who do, they got lucky. Because the only way to judge that you fully, fully got it right and you bought at the bottom is if you can do it three times. No one does it at the, uh, all the way at the bottom, okay? When the stock market dropped to 6,500 points, you know, in 2008, 2009, if you bought it at whatever the year was, 2009 or 2000, if those who bought it during that time, they got lucky, but some people bought at 8,000. Some people bought at 10,000. So there's going to be some luck involved. Mm -hmm. And many are saying the market's going to be going even further down. I think this is just getting warmed up. I'm telling you, I had a guy yesterday that I was consulting with, runs a mortgage company, does very well. On any given month, he was making hundred dollars to $200,000 net last year every month. He bought way too many exotics. He bought way too many mm -hmm. crazy cars. And I told him, I said, listen, how much do you have? of expenses saved. He says five months. That's a scary thought that's only five months, by the way. Very, very scary. And I said, hey, drop your Rolls, mm -hmm. drop your Lambo, drop the Ferrari, go drive a Nissan Sentra, mm -hmm. go drive a used Tesla, 40 grand, 50 grand. Go drive something very simple right now, okay? Don't get crazy buying more watches. You don't need another $200,000 watch or $100,000 watch or $50,000 watch, right? Yeah. Like first time I bought Ferragamo shoes for $550, I had $250,000 in a bank. First time I bought a house, I had a half a million dollars in a bank. I didn't go buy a house. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay. Mm -hmm. So be a little bit more, you know, patient in going aggressive, but just increase your investments, increase your cash flow, and then choose mm -hmm. which area you want to go learn. It's a very big risk if you're just going to go cross the board. I want to put, you know, no, learn a little bit more before you jump in. Anyway, Can I say something about that yeah. guy right there? I don't mean this like personally. I hope that something bad happens to him. Because, <laughs> Financially, you're yeah, saying, I not like, physically. I, I, Financially, I, I'm not even yeah. saying that guy. I don't know. Need to know I'm saying that story. Yeah. You're making millions. 
and you've got five months of savings in the bank, but you've got 10 exotic cars. That doesn't make sense. Okay. But I don't know why. Like, like, what do you? Are you? Is it, is it an ego thing? Is it a, I want to show off thing? Is it no. addictive? Some it, people have. It, I don't it, know addictive. what it is. It's not. It's not. It's called over optimism. It's over optimism mm-hmm. that this is going to last longer, and it's not. Right. It's not. Well, Listen, what's the book you always talk about? Which one? Only the paranoid survive. Only the paranoid survive. He's not paranoid. Yeah, but but no. Like, listen, there is a lot of value in being optimistic and positive, but you also have to have perspective to know that mm-hmm. you can be as positive and optimistic you want that things are going to recover today. And then there's logic and being able to reason. You need a balance of both. Be positive. Be optimistic, but mm-hmm. at the same time, do research to have backing of your optimism. Okay, so so that part is oh, I don't think the rates go. People just like you know how much how pissed off realtors are with me right now. You know how many of my friends who are in real estate and mortgages are DMing me saying, "What was that all about, Pat? What was that market crash video all about? Why are you? you I thought we're friends. I'm like, it's not about. It. I thought we're friends, right. guys. I you're gonna go through it. Brace yeah. for impact. Stop thinking that just because you made a ton of money the last seven years because exactly. it's been so easy in real estate and loans that this is going to be like this forever. It's not. So hopefully you're ready for it. So mm-hmm. And if you if you were ready for it, you listened to the message, great. If you didn't, time to downsize a lot of things and to do it very mm-hmm. quickly. Tighten up, everybody. Very quickly. Tighten up. <laughs> yeah. very, you're getting a little sloppy that, out there. Yeah, yeah. Very, okay? very quickly. Your gut's hanging over your belt. All right. Tighten up. So we are getting to to the end of the podcast here. Uh, I, I, I want to see if I want to do one other story before we wrap. Let's do one story. This is a crazy story here. Soros takeover, outrage as Miami anti-communism radio, Mambi, could be controlled by Obama, Clinton, uh, staffers. So this, this story, Tyler, this is the one you found, right? Is this... Uh, you see the story that we have, uh, blah, 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 like, so, uh, you know what? No, I, I, I want to skip that story. I'm going to go to this other story. I don't want to do that story. So this other story I want to do is a, is a very big story for a guy like me, but I think everybody can pick up something from this story. L.A. approves unprecedented plan to take over Chinatown apartment building against owner's wishes. This is a coin desk story. Okay, let me say this one more time. LA approves unprecedented plan to take over a Chinatown apartment building against the owner's wishes. Okay, LA City Council voted Friday to start the process of acquiring an apartment building in Chinatown where low-income tenants have faced large rent increases. Renters and tenants advocates praised the vote, saying their years of organizing have led to a significant step towards preserving affordable rent in their building. For decades, the tenants paid rent that were capped to reflect their low income. But the 30-year agreement to keep rents low expired a few years ago, allowing the owner to raise rent to market rates. Tenants in the building say rents have since increased by as much as 300%. The city's ultimate goal is to reinstate the building's affordability covenant for another 55 years. Let me explain to you what just happened here. So this guy made a mistake. What's the mistake? The mistake is 30 years ago, he went in bed with the government. And he said, look, this is great. You guys going to bring all the people here and you're going to pay the rent for me? Yeah. So Section 8, all this up, freaking awesome. Let's do it. He signed 30 years knowing he's going to be fully decked out because they have to pay the rent to him. 30 years later, this, this building that he owns is now worth $57 million. And you know what the government's forcing to buy it for? $46 million. He's losing $11 million. So now somebody may say, oh, cry me a river. That's not the point. The government is forcing him to do something he does not want 
to do. He's mm-hmm. being cornered and forced. By the way, if he decides to increase rent by 300%, what do tenants have the choice to do? Move. Leave to a different place, okay? And he can go from having 50, 100% of the place rent it down to what? 30%, 20%. He'll pay the price if he increases the rent, right? In 2007, 2008, Obamacare was being introduced. It was kind of coming out. 2009, whatever the year was, it was kind of coming out. And I used to sell health insurance in the early 2000s. The moment Obamacare came out, everybody called and said, hey, Pat, oh my gosh, let me tell you, man, we're blowing it up. I'm just, I'm selling affordable care on left and right. I'm just like 50 policies, 80 policies, 60 policies. Why are you not getting into Obamacare? Why are you not getting into this business? It's like selling like hotcakes. People are just coming because they have to buy. I said, I just, I don't sell products that is, you know, by the government because there is no complaints. There's nobody I can call to improve. They don't care about online reputation. They don't care about anything anyone says about them. What's the 1-800 customer service call for the government? It does not <laughs> exist. 1-800 go fuck yourself. Nothing. Fuck yourself. Nothing. It That's doesn't funny. exist. So yeah. what this guy learned is it was good for 30 years, but yeah. the government finally said, listen, this is ours now. So if this is happening in California... Mm-hmm. And other people get excited about this. Oh, my gosh. Imagine this becoming a business model for the government. So if you're in a situation that's tight and you're in real estate and you're thinking about teaming up with these guys, you may want to think twice. The the reason that I think you wanted to cover this story because it it essentially highlights what you stand for. You got choice or you got force. And you're all about choice, options. Hey, you don't like it, you can move. Great. But when the government forces you to do something, obviously Mm -hmm. you're familiar with this. You don't like that so much. Of course. Yeah. And they don't improve any. I mean, it's very rare when you see the government get involved and something gets better. The quality gets better. Mm-hmm. The price gets... I mean, what what happens actually? Even if the price gets better, like you talk about insurance, everyone said, oh, the costs are going to go down. And I kept saying, what about the quality of care? Does nobody care about that? Yeah. Is, anybody, is anybody looking at the other healthcare systems where your prices went down and there are lines out the door and those people are fighting like hell to get the United States to come and get their care? So every time the government gets involved, I guarantee you with that building, with any building they get involved, you're going to see they're going to see a catastrophe emerge. And you're right. Who do you complain to? When you have an owner of a building and you have a problem, you pick up the phone, you call. You have a contact. You have a person that you can – they're not going to be there for you to Nothing. answer questions. Nothing. Zero. Deal with it. There's a no win in that. And there's a big headache, too. That's the common statement when you complain to somebody that's owned by working with the government. Mm -hmm. Deal Deal with with it. it. Yeah, great. That's right. What do they say that you get? um, You've got three options. You can only pick two. Quality, price, or time, right? Like how long it takes to make something. So you can only pick two. All right. So look, this was a, a great show. I enjoyed it a lot. Two hours felt like five minutes if you enjoyed it. Uh, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And Jedediah, your next show is when? When it's is your Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. We're coming in hot. We always come in hot. Coming in hot. We're coming in live. We always come in live. So. Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find her on Jedediah Beal Live on YouTube. Let's put the link below as well in the chat box in the description. However, today we got an announcement. A mm-hmm. uh, few years ago, I was sitting there and, you know, my whole concept of value tainment is I think you can inject value, but you got to entertain people because the last 20 years, everywhere I've ran my sales team, it had to have laughter, humor, pranks, jokes. If you work with me in any of the offices, you know that's part of our MO. We have to do that. We're famous on pranks. We're famous on doing jokes. I've been doing this since I was a kid in a family of a bunch of pranksters. And I saw a few years ago where I'm sitting there watching SNL, and I said, SNL is only making fun of one side. They're not making fun of all the sides. 
I think there's an opportunity for SNL. So we started talking about it in Dallas, and then you know we started teaming up with, we brought Adam, and we started working together with Adam, former comedian. We're talking about all this stuff, saying, hey, what would this look like? I brought it up to Tom. What if we take this route? And the next thing you know, it came to a point that we came out here. Vinny, you reached out on Instagram. Yep, and, I, and randomly, yeah. just randomly, and I, I saw you, and I saw David, and we're both Assyrian. And I was like, Shlamaluk, how's it going? And I'm not, I'm not BSing. Yeah. Pat, within... An hour, he's back to me, and I'm like, oh, shit. My friends and family were like, dude, P- Patrick but David? And I was like, yeah, I just we're talking. And then I remember I was in Glendale where randomly at going to the mall, and P- P- he calls me. I'm like in the car. I'm like, Pat, what's up? And he's like, that's a majority in our language. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm in LA. And he's like, no, what are, you, what are you doing? What do you want? And I said something like that. He's like, <laughs> are you willing to, to, to move to Florida? And I swear to God, I go, yup. And in a matter of months, I've... Pack my shit. I mean, I love California, and then I just came here, and that was. Oh, I love it. So, so, so it, it, we're very excited about it because, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the Assyrian community, Vinny is like God in the the comedy. Everybody, when the name Vinny's loved, and you've done a lot of stuff in the past with Kevin Hart. You done you done stuff with Wayans. I was you, on Def Comedy Jam. You, Def Only Comedy Jam. Guy, yeah. Def Comedy Jam. Think yeah, about that. Yeah. And uh, we went the other day and we watched you perform. You know, this was where this Eric was Griffin. in. Eric Griffin. Yeah. 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 Freaking awesome. Anyway, so so having said that, we're excited to introduce the latest talent to the Valuetainment team. V- Vinny Oshana. <laughs> uh, my brother is officially part of the team. We're excited about this. It's awesome. a big deal. Welcome. And we are launching Valuetainment Comedy. Still off. And this is going to be the beginning <laughs> of us. By the way, if you're a comedian... And you like the Valuetainment brand, you like what we're doing, reach out to us, uh, DM us. We're extremely aggressive right now by bringing comedians to the team. But, we, you know, he's got some shows he's going to be doing. One of them may be called Where Is Vinny Now? Some hey. of them may be called a lot of different things. But you're going to see you're going to see different uh, – we got some exciting I'm, stuff lined I'm up. Gonna be, I'm, and I'm, I'm not warning you guys, but it's a comedy channel. I'm going to be funny. I'm going to be by myself. Mind you, this is who I am as a person. I like to push the envelope and I like to be – out there, the Chappelle Show push envelopes and this stuff like that. I want to do the same thing and just you know. Can we can we see the can we see the intro? Let, let, let's, and this let's intro just shows how amazing, guys. This I came. I, I'm not I'm not a corporate guy. I've never had an office nine to five. I'm here every day. <laughs> these guys, the quality of love that these people show, you, you've it's seen, true. It, it's is true. out of this world. The parking spot. We well, you know we've you never got, done that for who anybody. Who the hell, get, dude? I, have you, You're the I, first person. Did you. we ever give you a parking space? I don't have a car. We don't. I, even I, got, a, I got a fucking parking spot, and guys, I'm telling you right now. Like I said, you should not, see the park. Never happened. Should we show him the parking show, spot? Show Can how, you play this? Let's play this. Tell me you don't want to work for this place. My name is Vincent O'Shana. I'm a stand-up comedian slash actor and the newest member of Valuetainment. Today I'm going to show you what a day in my life is like working here. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Pulling into the office right now. I've never had my own parking spot, but here at Valuetainment, they really know how to treat their employees. Sick. There we go. <laughs> and I get it. I could see how some people would complain about the distance of the spot to the building, but I think that says, you know, a lot about this company and that it's health conscious. Good morning! Hazing among co-workers. I think 
Bill's character. Ese tipo es una ladilla, te la pasa viniendo aquí a fastidiar, que no sé qué coño tanto hace aquí. La próxima vez que lo vean, no por coñazo. You gotta see the rest to see it. Go to Vitamin Comedy. Put the link below so people can see that. It's a four-minute clip. There's a surprise so uh, uh, in the middle and the end for you. So, uh, 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 again, you're going to see a lot of different things. We're going to do some live stuff. We're going to do some new shows. We're going to be uh, collaborations. And uh, who knows? You may see the whole office doing some different skits. Well, I that mean, we're, that's, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. They're, none of them was actors, but everyone's down to be in. It's, it's, it's going to be great. We're seeing, the future looks bright. No question about it. Woo! So... Go to Vitamin Comedy, subscribe, put the link below to see the rest of it, and you will see many other things coming soon here with Vinny Oshana. Vinny, mm -hmm. brother, it's great Love to have you, you here. It's awesome. Love awesome. you too, bro. I'm excited for Vinny. He's going to take out our comedic juices. Trust me. Yeah. Adam's hilarious gonna take too. And Adam's, yeah. You guys are going to see Adam in some... You might, you might even see a cameo of, of, of Patrick in, yeah. uh -oh. in something. This is one of my favorite uh -oh. podcasts. This is the team now, by the way. This is it. Yeah. Diet in the house. By the Vinny, way, by the way, Zog, I BBD. love I love the format of us doing interviews and going through different topics. Mm -hmm. I love that because I'm 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 more interested in what you have to say than what I have to say. So that's why I love doing the interview style. But I think we got to get to a point. The schedule doesn't permit. You got you know what I'm mm -hmm. you know. But we're gonna get to a point that we can do one or two of these every week where we can just talk like amongst the group with mm -hmm. current events. I think the audience really likes that, and we're gonna do our best to bring that for you as well. There's some that love the interview format. They don't like this format. There's some that like this format, mm -hmm. not the interview format. But regardless, we're gonna uh, do our best to bring both. It's called diversification. I would love to see you guys live. That would be sick. Just you guys live podcast that'd be dope. That's oh, my we, personal we, idea. we would do a live. Who that'd knows? We we something's coming soon. Okay, something's right. coming soon. Stay tuned. Something's uh -oh. coming soon. Well, anyway, let me say this. Congrats to Jedediah. Congrats, Jed. You did your first full week this this week. Thank you, you crushed it. Three thank shows. You. Congrats to Vinny. Thank you. I love you, but thank you. Congrats so to, to, to Pat, Pat superhero, yes. saving Jimbo's life. Are we not? Are, are we not? Are you not setting up something podcast with Jedediah? Fresh? You, aren't you? Like, we're gonna we're working uh, on that. You got some today. stuff. We're stay stay tuned, folks. That. Anyways, yeah. hey, have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the great fathers yeah. out there. God bless you guys. Go watch Jedediah's show Monday 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and go to Vitamin Comedy to check out. Our Vinny O'Shana's full clip, and we've got a lot of crazy stuff coming up next week here with Adam That's as well. True. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye bye, bye bye, bye bye.